0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to PopCast on the Rocks, episode 132, We're a podcast that talks about pop culture, things that interest us, and sometimes there is whiskey. My name is John, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going?
1: Good, good. How about yourself?
0: Very good. Uh, For those watching, you can see that we have some additional guests this week, so guests two weeks in a row, but uh, we've doubled the count. We've got... uh, Shane and Dustin both returning. Uh, Shane, how have you been? Good, good.
2: I'm doing really well. Um, mostly just uh, taking care of
0: my infant daughter, so keeping her alive. Nice. nice. And uh, you've been holding in there, Dustin? Things good for you?
3: Yeah, pretty good. Coming off of the kids being sick for two weeks straight, so <laughs> I'm up ugh. about at midnight. Three, five, you know, my
0: sanity is slowly degrading. (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you both back. Glad you could uh, could make it on here. We're going to be talking about drinks up front like normal. We'll get into what we've been consuming recently. Just a little bit of news, not too much. Uh, a couple of things maybe you're interested in. And then this episode primarily is going to be about our 2022 year in review. So last week with Dana on, we talked about comic books and then most specifically Webtoons uh, and what what we read last year. That was our favorites and uh, least favorites. So we're going to broaden that out this week. Talk about movies, television, video games and stuff like that as well. And with a couple of additional guests. So to start things off. Drink Sandria. We got to be drinking <laughs> something, right? We got to celebrate something.
1: Yes. Yes. We're just keeping it simple this week. There is one drink holiday for the week. It happens to fall on today. So good timing. Uh, today, January 11th, it is hot toddy day. And there are just like four ingredients to a hot toddy hot water, whiskey, sometimes bourbon, uh, lemon, and honey. I have three of four of those in a cup. and hot water, (laughs) honey, lemon, not whiskey. I have tea in place of the alcohol. So I'm trying the best that I can.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, you know, the slogan is sometimes there's whiskey. So uh,
1: sometimes there's whiskey. I mean, I gave the rest of you the best shot I could to follow that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Shane, I know some hot toddies go down in your household. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
2: It's a little cold now. I had to hold off um drinking it before the show. Yeah.
1: It's a lukewarm toddy yeah, now. Yeah,
0: it it's a lukewarm toddy. <laughs> I,
1: that is I'm one of my issues toddy.
0: with it often. Is like if you're not putting in a sealed mug or something, it, it cools quickly. Still pretty so, good though. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, how about you? You got any special uh, beverage tonight? Just having a little bit
3: of fat tire. Okay. Nice. Found a nice uh, sampler pack of some new Belgian. Trying those out.
1: Nice. Cool. God, I used to sling so many of those when I worked as a bartender. Holy cow. Oh, I'd never okay. heard of them before. I, I worked as a bartender and uh, just particularly the clientele attracted to that brand.
4: Sure.
0: Nice. Someone told me that they... you drank them, but yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have, but yeah, yeah. no, just, uh, just like one of those things you remember, you know, when you like right. serve the same thing over and over. Also like one of those things that I remember when I volunteered at the library, it's like all the same books that you shelve. You know what I mean? Like you just get like a sense right. of what people are reading. Cause you're like James Patterson over here. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, Dustin, you were going to say something.
1: Sorry. Oh, I, I'm already no, derailing I was,
3: us. I was just going to say, someone told me once that a fat tire is a winter beer. And I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. ever since then, every time it's winter, I'm like, I should drink some fat tire. <laughs> sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I've got a very a, Pavlovian
1: some... response of you.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been going through yet my Gotham City cocktails book. So continuing onward with that. Um, I have so many ingredients in my cabinet now to accomplish this book. Yeah, I still don't have enough, but um, I do have enough for this one called Suit Up. So as it's described here, sometimes dinner is just the beginning of the night for all those who need a boost with classic, uh, di- I don't know what that word is. Classic, I don't know, favorites, Spellant. such as whiskey. Yeah. It's, it's said like digestive, but I'm not. Oh, yeah. Digestive. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Digestive, yeah, like a, classic I know, digestive.
2: Yeah, I don't know exactly what it means. I know that when I was in Germany, they served those like after dinner in a lot of restaurants, like it was a post-dinner. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like. Okay, here Alan shared Absolutely, it. it Digestives are yeah. great are ideal for drinks to finish off a great meal. Okay. All right, there we go. Hmm. Um, such as whiskey and emerald. This Gotham City Classic is a lifesaver. It is a clever brew, adding just enough strong coffee to make a balanced cocktail that doesn't reveal its caffeine payload. This perfect pick me up is often ordered from a knowing bartender or server with a simple nod of the head following a meal. So it's Sugar cube, two dashes of bitters, ounce of rye whiskey, ounce of cold coffee, half ounce of Amaro, and a lemon twist for garnish.
1: So, How does it taste?
0: That's what I've got. I don't know yet. I definitely thought about it when I made it, though, because I'm like, oh, coffee with a twist of lemon. No, Alan likes his, his lemonade coffee. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to try it longer. It's not an immediate <laughs> success. <laughs> um, like it's it's refreshing, you know, it's it's um not something I would think to build. Sure. Which I'm I am happy about. This book really does have good recipes. Most of them I have enjoyed, and they're getting me in some cases to think outside the box a little bit or what what would be my go to. So so yeah, I've been happy about it.
1: Now the the trick is you're going to be like jacked up at 11:30 just like
0: I know. It's it's not much coffee. It's uh it's only an ounce. Uh it's only an ounce of coffee, but
1: I don't know from that oh, book's well. description it said the caffeine payoff was unexpected, so Right. Look out.
0: I know.
2: What kind of, like drip coffee or did, what did you use?
0: No, I use like a little pod. Um it's like it's not Express espresso strength, like coffee strength, but a smaller amount. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, those are our drinks. So, I'm just gonna go in the order you're on my screen here, and <laughs> uh, talk about our weeks a little bit. What's been going on? What we've what we've watched, or whatever. Andrea, have you consumed yeah. anything this last week?
1: I have. I have. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that Chris and I had enough time uh, for two episodes of Wednesday, and that series is getting so good. It's currently okay. not on my favorites that we're going to talk about in just a little bit, but it so could be if like, if and when we finish. Like, I'm just loving it. We're if a you
0: had time. started this a couple weeks ago.
1: Yes, exactly. Like I mean, it could be in the sense of like it came out in twenty twenty two like so it's it's how you want to word it. yeah, so yeah, cool. so technically, for something that came out, it's amazing. it's really good. Like I said, it's really picking up. I see why Jenna Ortega has been nominated for several awards for this show. It's excellent mm. so far. so
0: is it six episodes long or eight? I only was
1: eight, okay All eight, right. yep. So, yep, got two down on that. And then uh, today, this week was a bit of a movie heavy week for me. Um, Inspired by the Golden Globes, I watched Elvis and I watched Bullet Train. So those were two big ones. Elvis in particular, very big, just in terms of like length. Okay. It was, (laughs) I didn't realize how long it was. I mean, I should have. It's Baz Luhrmann. He's like, loves a long movie. But yeah, I didn't realize it was gonna be two hours and forty minutes. So I feel very accomplished well, having gotten through that's that. That's
0: like the going, that's like the, the going average these days, it feels like.
1: Right. I, know, I, I was like putting together some time. of my like, yeah, I was putting together some content. I remembered how much we like dwelled on the Batman being so long. So yeah. I was like, oh right, like I can do this, it's fine. Yep. Um, but yeah. So I got through both of those. Um, and then I also started some reading for the week. I'm reading The Paris Apartment and The Maid. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting froggy. Um, which is going to be made into a movie next year with Florence Pugh. So I was okay. like, i going to get ahead of that.
0: Yeah. Well, um, have either you guys uh, watched Elvis Wednesday or Bullet Train? I did Bullet watch Train. Bullet Train. Okay. <laughs>
4: Okay. I All right. So,
0: it. okay.
1: Yeah, I uh I reviewed a little bit of your guys's list and was like, Bullet Train seems to be popular. So, good choice. I Andrew. saw it.
2: Emily loved it. I was I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was okay. like the best movie I've ever seen, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the uh the Ryan Reynolds. Sorry if I'm spoiling it for the listeners. The Ryan Reynolds cameo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I think that was, was like yep. a. Payback for the Brad Pitt cameo in yeah. Dead World 2.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, gotcha, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I almost watched it this week. Um, if Ashley had been more enthused about it, maybe I would have, but uh, I intend to get there sometime. Uh, I would. I really wanted to watch it because my top pick now for next casting of James Bond is in that movie, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Mm. Oh, he and, crushes uh,
4: it. Is he British? yeah, I was
0: wondering. Yes, yes. He doesn't play someone British in that movie. He, but he does. does, but, but he I plays. mean,
1: okay. people can be convincing.
0: It was kickass. Sure, yeah. Usually goes the other way around, but yeah. It was right.
2: like the first role I saw. I, I saw him in, and he had a yep. American English accent. Yeah,
3: so. yeah. Then he was in Godzilla, and he was American there as well. So I always thought he was American until I saw an interview. I was like yeah. oh. quicksilver
2: do you
0: think yeah. it's easier for an
3: actor an american actor to pull off a british accent or a british actor to pull off an American?
2: Accent?
1: british american
3: i've yep. yeah i've heard this wait which one's british british american? to american is harder is easier oh, oh easier yeah because i remember someone saying that like because the british enunciate their words so much more like american tongue isn't used to exercising that much or something like that so Mm. after a long day shoot like you can actually have like a sore mouth from talking british
0: (laughs) i also think it seems to me maybe i'm wrong but it seems like the english are a little more particular about their varying accents by region you know i honestly think that a lot of people can put on an american accent And it can kind of be a little all over the place and um, people don't care that much. Oh, it feels kind of neutral, sort of Midwestern. It's fine. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. overly, you know, or sometimes they'll do a East coast Boston thing. It's like, ah, maybe that's a little exaggerated. It's fine. I just feel like we're less (laughs) specifically like, you know, meaning like caring about that. Mm -hmm. You know, the sheer number of, like regional dialects in the UK in such a small space. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. So
1: it's also I feel like less noticeable when an American accent drops a little bit.
0: Right. That's a you know, when right, exactly. somebody
1: when somebody drops a British accent, you are like, what? Hey like it's <laughs> so it's so immediate that you're like no 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 that's gone. Stop going in and out. And like when somebody else like drops an American accent it doesn't like quite revert in the same way in your brain. Is it like you've dropped the American accent? Do you know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, also that's why I remember when Robert Downey Jr. was going to be Sherlock, that was sort of one of the big deals is how well he managed to portray that accent. You're like, you're putting him in front of, you know, a legendary character. I'm sure plenty of Englishmen were upset about that um to me it's like casting an American as Bond you just don't do that but uh like he really pulled it off and I don't think anyone had complaints about the quality of his accent so Mm um what were we talking about oh yeah okay bullet train uh Aaron Taylor Johnson being English yeah um yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you guys think based on what you've seen him in? And then particularly Bullet Train, because he looks st- stylish and sleek in there. And is he can he mm-hmm. be the next Bond? But I don't know. That's to, tough.
4: He'd, have to,
1: he'd have to clean it up a little bit.
4: He'd have to
1: clean it up a little bit. He's a little he's a little scruffy in about everything I've seen him in. You know what I mean? Quicksilver. Like
0: he's-, he's clean as Quicksilver and at least one but of them. But like his
1: hair is shaggy. You know yeah, what I mean? Weird. Like there's yeah. there's yeah. always like some scruffy element about him. So I've just
3: maybe never they seen go scruffy bonds. Yeah. And I've never seen the the real kind of like sly I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen the right movie with him in it, but he's always mm-hmm. either kind of like a goofy or angry, exaggerated person or
1: Yeah, whether personality or like physical, like he's always got a little bit of lack of polish and it's Mm -hmm. and it works. It's fine. Like he's never needed to for a character, I think. But for Mm -hmm. Bond, I think he needs some of that.
3: Yeah, but I've been wrong many times on actors. Mm -hmm. Another one on my list with uh, Robert Pattinson. The very first mm. time someone told me he was gonna be Batman, I was like, hated it. Okay, and then now he's yep. my favorite Batman. So, I if he pulls it off, then I'll bite my tongue. So
0: okay, I think they should. I give am tempted Bond to, to dive them. into that right now, but uh I'm let's say I'm gonna save that for later in the show here. <laughs> what what was that, Shane? I
2: said I think they should give Bond to Tom Cruise. <laughs>
0: So he has Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, and he's an American being, James Bond, what are, you, what are you smoking over there? What
2: yeah.
1: are you <laughs> trying you to see... do, kill John?
2: <laughs> Did you see Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. No, no I didn't God.
1: actually.
2: I didn't? I didn't. Oh, Tom Cruise has not lost a step, I will say. He's a great actor.
0: Uh, uh, agreed. Agreed, but he has Mission Impossible. Actor. Which like, is, yeah, the
3: pie. American equivalent, basically.
0: Yeah. In a
2: way, so we don't give good actors good roles because they have other
3: good roles.
0: No, you just don't give I, them the same I, kind of role, and
1: yeah, and mm-hmm. also don't. We do though. Well, really
0: we do. But you uh, into a trap here, John. Be careful. It's better. No, to I'm not, mad, I'm not. Generally, because otherwise you get like you know you get the typecast. All of a sudden, everyone wants to cast Liam Neeson in a Taken role.
1: Yeah, you know. I'm and just. I mean, I'm,
0: then
2: I'm just saying we, we do it. Ropes. How about Liam we Neeson it, as you know? the next Bond? Old Bond.
0: Too old
1: that him. is that is definitely the opposite of what they're doing right now think, Every, in everybody, who's in, young? everybody who's in contention I, is young though Do you know what I, I mean? like, I've, I've heard
2: suggestions of like henry cavill right he's older or yeah. uh,
0: charlie hunnam oh yeah yeah I, i've heard that mm. before i haven't heard that recent in yeah the round of casting rumors but yeah yeah i've heard that one before i need to see him be really convincing in something like i think he's a good looking guy um i know he's in some a few things i haven't seen him in yet so yeah what i think about, they'll um, go younger
2: i think what they'll about younger yeah. time. Uh, what about uh um uh the actor from i'm blanking on his name but he's he was in game of thrones he played rob stark he um
0: oh, a- yeah, oh yeah he was a he was in contention earlier as well after like that bodyguard remake or whatever yeah. on sure. like.
3: Let's just give Jeez. Tom Tom Holland. I mean he's doing everything <laughs> anyway,
0: so <laughs> Oh my god. Uh that's nobody put uh um, nightmare. Uh yeah, nobody
2: put um uh <laughs> i'm blanking on the name of the movie that he was in the video game
0: uncharted movie. yeah nathan oh, Drake. Uncharted, uncharted yeah was that this year yeah. that was
1: this yep. year
0: yep. was it that was like that I was like march that. or april okay okay yeah that i think right oh i mean i, I was to gonna to watch it, it with
3: you, john i thought that was like years ago yeah. already
1: i know it feels like a <laughs> yeah. long time ago
2: mm-hmm. i was gonna watch it okay. emily watched it ahead of me and she and mm. e, even she said it was okay. So I, I just stayed away from it.
4: Yeah.
0: Sure. Decent. Um all right, Andrea, your week that sounds good. Got some good things in there. Uh Shane, how about you? You manage anything fun this week? No. No. I mean, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> Everything is fun. I um it's very enjoyable to um look after Eowyn. He's nine months mm-hmm. old tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to hang out with her. She's fun. We, she's, the older she gets, the more she does, the more interactive she is. Today we um, we don't watch shows or anything. We haven't gotten to that stage yet. But today I decided to put on, while we were playing on the floor, I decided to put on um, Bluey. She really liked that. So that was fun. Thanks. And that's a great show.
3: That show is a masterpiece. It's really
2: good. Yeah.
1: That's, that's one of those that's really not bad for adults either.
3: Mm-hmm. We put that on every morning to, for, to distract Marlo while I'm making her breakfast. And mm-hmm. I love the animation, but then the show itself is just amazing. Except it does make me feel like I need to be a better dad in terms of like... Oh yeah, makes you feel, up like with like makes feel like really games and crazy like, yeah. things. I'm like, this guy has the patience of a teaching lesson. God,
1: being yeah. funny... Any kids show has that, that like actually shows the parents because they always are like, activities. I'm so happy to teach you something. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
1: look at like my magic imagination box that we're going to create a game out of. And you're just like, no, I don't have those things. <laughs>
0: it's good to have things to aspire to, right? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to do another craft thing. Perfect.
3: I-, I will say I have stolen some of the... Imaginary games that they've done on Bluey to play with Marlowe.
0: Nice. Oh, it's great. All right. Well, Shane's had a week of Bluey. Um, Anything else?
2: Mm, What else? Oh, uh, we're all just coming out of the COVID tunnel.
4: Hmm. Oh, congratulations.
2: We made it three and a half years without getting sick, and and we all got sick over Christmas. So,
1: Sorry. Mm. That's all right. I'm glad you're coming out of the tunnel, but sorry, it happened.
2: I think honestly, um, all things considered, it was actually a positive because Emily got like another week off of work or work from home, basically. So she just got more time to hang out with us. So,
4: yeah, I agree. Thanks. Uh,
0: Dustin, how
3: about you? A lot like Shane said, been dealing with sick children, staying up late and um watching bluey in the mornings which is great uh but other than that it really just been um reading books on screenwriting and trying to write myself and that's about it yeah how's your uh comment book coming good i think i've been making a lot of progress since i've just been kind of doing it all myself it's I have a lot of different pieces, so when I get bored of writing something or outlining something, then I'll do some sketches and just jump back and forth, so that means it'll take me five times as long, but at least I won't get bored and drop it, so. Yeah. the a part of this I've no,
0: come yet. Important. Cool.
3: And yeah, reading all these getting... screenwriting books has gotten me to like really enjoy these movies that I've been watching this year, like bullet train and all this stuff and like seeing all the things that come into play with, um, I don't know. Everyone has different terminology, I guess, in these books, but like seeing how all that's built and when something works or doesn't work, kind of analyzing it and seeing why it's good or bad is, is somehow enhance the movies for me lately.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how you see it different. Um, I remember when, like, in even in high school, when we were shooting a lot of, like, our silly projects, and then in college as well, you just get in the mindset of walking around and seeing shots. Like, oh, I would love to have a shot right here. Or, like, you are watching a movie, and you're like, ooh, it would be really cool to do that camera movement or something. You just always, you just really see it in different kind of light. So,
3: yeah, it affects yeah. your your brain, your perspective, and all that stuff. And now I just mm-hmm. love anytime Jen turns on a movie, even if I'm not like interested in it, I'll just be like sitting there watching. It. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the break in the act two. That wasn't very <laughs> good, <laughs> like or whatever. But I don't know. There's something enjoyable about picking it apart. If, yeah, even if you're not like totally enjoying the movie,
0: mm-hmm. i well, to get stir into trouble in our chat
3: here. I'll um, get into the one that really uh, rubbed me the wrong way this year. Yes. Oh, there and
0: uh, Thick King Renato is in in uh, Twitch chat, so thanks for jumping in. Um, hey. I think you'll enjoy this episode. We're going to be getting into later um, our favorites of 2022 um this week i um i've actually finished i've been trying to get a couple things done before the babies arrive and one of those being at least getting the main storyline done of horizon forbidden west so just this afternoon i rolled credits on horizon forbidden west so um yeah i um i was thinking oh i'll finish the story this and then maybe I was doing the thing like I'm not supposed to do then thinking maybe I'll move on to uh, finishing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and um, I think I'm just going to stick with Horizon just going to bop around do other quests and stuff um, learn their built in game better and all that so
1: you'll have time to like play some games in the, in the very newborn phase when they're just like
0: maybe i thought i'd just you sleep will.
1: probably like mm, but you won't <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think like you will, will but you I won't
0: have, if i have a short because i'm be too worried is that what you're thinking like i mean no, in like interim like any downtime i feel like it's gonna be me conking out
1: unless yeah, i'm just like too anxious not, it's like even when you're like literally taking care of them and you're like trying to like Chill them out, and you got like little handheld over here, or whatever. Just like you'll mm. have some time where you're just like, "I got time to kill."
0: But that's why I wanted to finish the main story of this game, so I didn't have to like have the sound blaring and like go through the emotional moments and all right. that stuff. I could just like walk around the open world and do errands and extra things. So that yeah, that was my thought. Is like it'd be more casual than um, and then like. Fall in order takes so much. I don't know. Timing. I feel like I'll get frustrated with that. Um, but
1: you could, but yeah. it's worth a shot. You'll have some time on your hands.
3: I did play Fall Order when Marla was first born. That was it was a good okay. little accompaniment. She sat on a little donut next to me, sleeping. At <laughs> two in the morning. Mm-hmm. I nice. Take the night shift.
0: Um, so, yeah, maybe that will be me because the new ones come in the spring. Um, I've continued on my like second viewings of things. Um, I watched Dune for the second time uh, this other week and watched um, the Batman for the second time. this other week and now this week was no time to die. So the latest Bond film mm-hmm. and um, kind of been. Shifting perspective on some of the bond stuff. Um, Cause I also watched a view to a kill and I liked that a lot more than I remember, mm-hmm. like quite a bit more than I remember. And then I watched Thunderball, but didn't finish it. Cause it just was like not holding my attention. So wasn't yeah.
2: Thunderball, wasn't Thunderball a recreation of another bond movie. Like, didn't they re-release
0: a different bond movie That's as Thunderball? The later one. So yeah interestingly sean connery came back um later during roger moore's tenure to do an unofficial bond film um never say never again and i watched that one last week uh again and that's largely a retelling of the same story from thunderball so sean connery does the same story essentially twice and like unpopular opinion i suppose i think a view to a kill or sorry never say never again is a better version than thunderball than the original the unofficial one even without the theme song because they didn't have the rights to that and all that stuff i've seen them both
2: so what was the deal there why did they you know the story i don't know? know
0: how the rights managed to get away there was like a rights dispute over that book or whatever and um someone else managed to wrangle that away and they shot this film and it was like this weird thing. Like they were promoting it. Like, you know, they wanted to be able to make bond movies then, and they were going to do um, Sean Connery. The bond is back. And it was pitted against another Roger Moore film. They're coming out very similar time frame, and the Roger Moore film crushed it. People so were on he- the Roger Moore train at that point and knew that was the real one, I guess, or whatever. And well,
2: so fine. the, the movie Never Say Never Again, I'm assuming, wasn't an MGM production. Was it was a different... Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know who the it was yeah. all was... Not produced by the Broccoli's, you know, uh, and um, Wilson and stuff. So a whole different family or whoever was doing it. And
2: I've seen them both, but I saw them both many years ago. And I didn't know mm-hmm. that at the time when I saw them. And I probably saw them, I don't know, years apart themselves. But I think I would have to rewatch both of them. You know, one after the other to really pick
0: them apart. Fair. They're both too long. Thunderball and Never Say Never Again are both too long. Um, But man, some of the stunts and the crazy villains and it's a they know they got um, Kim Basinger for Never Say Never Again. She's Hmm. the main Bond girl in there. So,
3: but did they change their names and everything
0: or no? It's James Bond. No. Yeah. It's still spawn? Oh. Weird, It's crazy. I did at one point watch how it went down, but I don't remember it anymore. Like, how mm-hmm. I managed to get that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been my week. And um, upcoming soon is something I, th- I thought I'd add to the list because I thought maybe Shane would be interested or at least have an opinion on it. The Last of Us is coming to HBO, I think, this Sunday. Is that something you're tuning in for? Mm,
2: I talked to Emily about this. I, I mean, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be fun. I said that I thought that the, um, the story is already so good that for them to make a show of it, you basically just have to redo the exact same story. So it'd be like people who, it would basically be introducing this incredible story to an entire you know, group of people that don't play video games.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. And so I I think that's cool because it's an awesome story I think. It's really well written. Both, I think both things, both I don't know if, who knows if it's successful if they'll if they'll make a you know maybe the second season. Who knows how much of the of the origin of the first game this season will cover but you know maybe they'll continue and do adaptation of the second game too, which I think was also a really well written story and um you know i'm all for them trying to expand the audience of uh, a franchise that i really like so
0: so you think that's like do you think the the strategy is like you say oh it's people that don't or aren't gonna play video games here's this thing that uh they might be interested in is the goal to get people to then play the game or is the goal just to use an IP that we have to reach people that aren't going to see it. Otherwise,
2: number two, I would think, I think it's basically like we've had this sort of, in a sense, a test market, right? Of the gaming world where it's like, here's this successful IP. We made a bunch of money out of it in this realm. Why not try to make more money out of it? Selling the, you know, the movie rights or the TV show rights to whoever to produce it. Right. And no, I don't know how much of a role like Neil Druckmann is, playing in the production of the tv show or what but um you know they got uh Pedro Pascal to play Joel so you know that's got me hopeful that at least the that aspect of the acting will be good and I don't know I don't know you know I'm not familiar with the actress that's playing um Ellie or any of the other people except for the the half you know second frame that they sh- shot that they show of. um uh Rain, is it Rain Wilson that they have playing? I think another character in there. I forget his
0: name. Bill
1: Oh, from, maybe.
2: Uh, oh, no no no.
0: It's no. um that's um Wait, oh, Bill Nick from Kaufman. what? Nick yeah. Rec. yeah. Yeah, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah, I I actually just saw a review of season 1 um that just came out today where they talked about how much they liked it and how it's basically obviously the game cuz um, people said, "Wow, this game's so good; it's like a movie." So then they're like, "All right, let's make a movie or a show about it." But um, they do get to go a little bit more into some of the side characters um, to get their perspective and stuff. And yeah. the actress who plays Ellie was actually the little girl from Bear Island on Game of Thrones. Yeah, everybody just wants like here. And I and I see it in the chat. Leanna
1: Mormont, yeah,
3: yeah. Everyone loved her, and apparently she's like a really great actress. Um, they said that she really kills it as Ellie. So I'm excited to check it out. And even though I know the story, I I just kind of want to see like how well they can adapt it. Like, is this going to be the first like actual good <laughs> video game like adaptation? Or we'll see.
0: Yeah, well, that's the question. So when you say video game adaptation, do you count anything that's based on a video game IP or literally we're making an adaptation? Because would you count the Resident Evil movies as adaptations? They're certainly based on video game IP, but they have little to nothing to do with the, the story of any of the games. Yeah, I guess... Um clearly people keep watching them because they keep making them Mm -hmm. somehow. I don't know. Diminishing returns though. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. Like it's always shocking to me that people will sit in boardrooms and not understand like the harm you end up doing to the IP that you probably pay good money for to just run it into the ground. Like we're just, we'll keep milking this thing till its teats are real dry. Mm -hmm. And then, um, We'll wait long enough. On it for
2: a decade for, and
0: then yep, reboot it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, you know, I guess. For I Netflix, will make strategy. an
1: animated series out of it.
2: Or if you're DC and Warner Brothers, you just keep rebooting it over and over and over every other year.
4: hmm. hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that makes less sense than at least, you know, we were talking about last week, I think Spider-Man and how at least with them, they had an excuse because they had to make a film often enough per contract to keep the rights of Spider-Man Sony, which you know, in order to, which you
2: know, leads to great quality of, you know, yes. Movie production. Yes. You just have to, you, know, you got to
0: pump them out. Mm-hmm. It's it. shocking that Spider-Man has been as good as it has over the years, considering that's the case. Honestly, I think.
2: I just read that um, Sony, when they bought the rights to um, the movie uh, depiction of Spider-Man from Marvel Comics, they paid $7 million for that right, and they were given the opportunity to pay for the entire uh, Marvel canon for like $25 million, and they said, nobody gives a shit about any of the other characters. They only care about <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> they only paid for Spider-Man.
0: Ouch. I mean, they made a good deal either way, you know. Frankly. It's uh and Marvel was I mean, those... desperate, you know? The the, the comics industry popped. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, Marvel's desperate.
2: They were so, yeah, those fir- that first trilogy was Spider Man trilogy was historic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Andrea, are you you have not played the games Last of Us. Are mm-hmm. you Are you tuning into this show? Maybe. Okay.
1: Hard hard. maybe. I feel like I have so much on my plate that I really want to watch right now. If it blows up and it's like so well-reviewed, then I might have to. Or otherwise, I think I would probably get around to it at some point. Okay. But I don't know that I feel compelled to watch it like right now.
0: Well, Renato in chat is definitely uh definitely excited. I can tell. <laughs> um yeah, I I'm just um for me this for me like probably a workout monetary why monetarily I would say, but for me it's just not as I've talked on the podcast, it's not the strategy I would take. I would much rather expand a universe than repeat it. You know, because people that are new and maybe aren't gonna play the game, they don't Care what this other story is of the game because they have no context for it. So it can be any story. Mm-hmm. And so tell that story, but then you intrigue game fans by expanding upon what they played in the game as opposed to duplicating. So I'd be much more interested in a show that was telling me about a different place in this world, you know, maybe more detail how things came to be or a different character that it's brought up in the game and we see how they make their way to where we know them in the game, something like that. And it's, it's always this, you know, expanding thing. It's like the same as uh, a show. I'm going to talk about later cyberpunk edge runners melding mm. with the cyberpunk game. It's not a repeat of the game story. It's in addition to it's in the same world and that creates a really good crossover for the things that people that are interested in both a show and a game that they can engage in both and get more out of both um, versus I know there'll be plenty of people that are like, well, you know, I play the game. Why do I need to watch it? Or I watched it. Why do I need to play the game?
1: So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was going to say, I feel ahead. like, yeah, I just feel like I was going to uh, say almost the same thing, like you probably slash me would be more interested if it was more like cyberpunk, punk, edge runners or arcane like right you know um, just something totally new different but like relatable still if you haven't mm-hmm. played watched seen anything from main source content
0: yeah arcane is a perfect example because there's nothing that they could do to make me play league of legends nothing they'd have to pay me money to play league of legends that's about it but arcane is a brilliant show amazing and amazing. so whether that is, you know, that can be an add on filling in all kinds of stuff. And it means not like it's no, you know, skin off my back because I love this thing. And for fans of League of legends, it's the same deal. They can love it as well. So Arcane's a perfect example of how it's done as well. So, um, all right. Let's talk a little bit of news. We were getting into superhero stuff a little bit earlier and we will later as well. But, um, I just want to bring up because with the whole new merger and acquisition and different people in charge and everything over at Warner Brothers Discovery and the shakeup at DC Universe, we really didn't know for sure what was all going to uh, be kept. What's, you know, we're still some things in flux. My understanding again was part of the deal of James Gunn taking over as he had to leave uh, the Joker sequel alone the J.J. Abrams black Superman alone. And um, what's and I said, the Jokers and the Batman sequel. Mm -hmm. They had to not touch those three things. So that didn't include specifically the Penguin series. Um, So it seemed a little not sure. Well, that does look like that's happening because it's beginning filming in February next month. So
2: this um That I don't know anything about. That is that the um,
0: uh, Colin Colin Farrell penguin.
1: Yep. Yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm glad this is the one of the two proposed series from uh, this new Batman world we've been introduced to that survived uh, because it's a more unique story. Because the other one was definitely pitched as like going into the heart of Gotham PD, like how is like the Gotham Police going to relate to like. Crime around Gotham City, Batman, like the villains, blah, blah, blah. Do I think you could make it, you know, find a way to make it like fun and fresh and interesting? Sure. But just like hearing the premise, I'm already tired. So you'd really have to work a lot more to get me. So I'm glad that this one survived. Um, Also because I was such a fan of Colin Farrell's work in the Batman and just like, continually blown away by the makeup team and the way that they were able to disguise that that was Colin Farrell. So I hope they've got somebody equally excellent for this series.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys going to tune into the Penguin? Dustin, I know you You saw the Batman, right? Oh, I'm a huge fan of the Batman. I actually watched it. Oh, yeah, it you like, mentioned earlier about That's right.
3: Like two more times this year. You mentioned
1: some fighting words, maybe.
3: Yeah, it's... Uh, it's okay. definitely my favorite one
1: i said maybe
0: yeah 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 okay uh,
3: okay i mean obviously the other ones are still great and i went back and watched <laughs> them and they're still good but this one just really intrigued me not with just the grittier more realistic kind of take on it or whatever mm. just i felt like it it really sung true to the kind of Batman that I had seen in comics of the detective and everything. And, um, and less on kind of like some of the theatrical things that don't, that totally work for a superhero movie, but obviously wouldn't really happen in real life. I just, I don't know the, the parachute suit, whatever and how like crappy it is and how it almost kills him. I just love that. Like, yeah, (laughs) that was so good. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see anything that they expand on this as long as they keep up that kind of quality and that kind of feeling, which might be hard to do, but, um, I'm a huge fan of the director and writer, which is why I should know his name, but, I forget (laughs) Matt
0: Reeves is the director. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. okay.
3: Did all the uh Planet of the Apes, the new trilogy, which I thought was a masterpiece. Um Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see where he goes with all this and hopefully they can just tie these things together and keep it going and expand this universe,
0: see what kind of characters they can bring in. Sure. Shane, did you see it? Slash are you interested in the penguin series? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably be
2: interested in it. I think it's, um, I probably have the similar sentiment to Andrea with the last of us, which is that if I hear really good things about it, I probably would watch it. I, I'll be honest. I'm probably getting to the point where I'm just sort of burned out on all the superhero stuff, which I didn't think would happen because I know that I went a little bit, I, I lasted a little bit longer than it. some people I know. So
0: sure. I'm just like, yeah, everybody has a breaking point. <laughs> um, Yeah. Um, All right, a couple movie trailers to talk about quickly. I'm going to reverse them in order here just to keep on the superhero thing for a moment. Um, Ant-Man and Wasp. So there's been a couple Ant-Man movies already. There's a new one, Quantumania. They just released a trailer that's uh, actually pretty lengthy. Do you guys manage to watch this pre-show yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Um who's a big Ant Man fan? Raise your hand.
2: Emily loves Ant-Man. It's her favorite superhero. Okay.
1: Can I favorite can superhero I, what... like
0: period or like in these movies? Like the favor the her favorite uh, Marvel movies are Ant-Man.
2: Uh she was an Ant-Man fan before MCU. So Okay. She has she has old Ant-Man comics. She has a whole stack of old comics. Comic books, and um, her of that, her favorites are the Ant
0: Man ones. So, okay,
1: nice, cool. I like half raise my hand if it's like a lot of just the fact that it's Paul Rudd.
0: Okay, you just enjoy (laughs) watching him on screen. Yeah, I do. Raise
2: my hand for Paul Rudd. What attracts you to Ant Man is what attracts a lot of people from anything Paul Rudd's in.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I've heard
2: a lot of people. You know, say that they they don't really like the Ant
0: Man movies because it's Paul Rudd.
1: Oh, that's oh, funny. That's too bad.
0: He was the sexiest man alive, according to some mm-hmm. magazine. No one cares about a couple years ago. Yep. Um. So I don't even
1: I don't even yeah. know that if it's that I find him sexy or not. I just like like him as a person. Do you know what I mean? Like he just to me like yeah, radiates seems- good energy and just like he's a genuine human being. Who likes to have fun mm-hmm. so i just i like the way he presents himself
0: yeah i thought he was always watchable for sure mm-hmm. um, i didn't see the last A man movie though i actually um i heard it's not as good as the first generally speaking but mm-hmm. um you know it seems like a fun cast in here and obviously this based on this trailer you can see that they're dealing with uh Kang the Conqueror which was introduced in a earlier Marvel series um this last year or whatever in Loki so yeah
1: so I have to be honest like I watch this and I'm half like interested in because I'm also like suffering from superhero burnout but i also watched this and saw that um part of the reason like some of the buzz was happening around this trailer was because modok makes an appearance. And there mm. was a lot of like bitter resentment from certain <laughs> groups of fans <laughs> because no because to explain because yeah. modok was supposed to like have a separate television series and also was potentially supposed to appear in agents of shield. And then um, some higher up execs were like, nope, we want to save him for the movies. And so now here he is. So
0: some higher up execs said they want to save Moda I mean, for the movies. I mean,
1: I I read just like several <laughs> articles, so I can't tell you like sure. a name yeah. or like perfect right. job title details, but the huh. gist of it that I was getting. Yeah, so that just that just was interesting to me that they needed to like save for the movies but
3: didn't he have his own show
0: like a cartoon animated one yeah on hulu yeah but it
1: but it wasn't going to be animated there was going to be like another show
0: Mm. yeah interesting yeah i um i mean i don't the last marvel movie i saw was shang chi so mike Mm -hmm. i'm out so if um i don't think i don't think this will be drawing me back in But, you know, the trailer looks fun for sure. And, you know, if you're if you're in Ant-Man, then, um, you know, it seems like, you know, it's a good cast. It's always a good cast. Um, Having Michelle Pfeiffer in there is cool. Mm -hmm. Anytime she's around, that's cool. So. Um, And then one other trailer, um, Renfield. It's kind of came out of nowhere. And um, it's a Nicolas Cage film but also starring um, Nicholas. Holt. What is his name? Yes, Nicholas Holt, who is kind of a chameleon. You know, he he's in a lot of different things, and he really is. Uh, he really varies it up. He's so. Great. Yeah, I guess. Ready for more vampires? I think just earlier Andrew yes. you said that. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know, but like this is different. And you know what I mean? Themed,
2: like uh, assist Dracula's Who's Ren? Assistant? To? Assistant. Assistant,
1: yeah. He's like he like lives in a mental institution and like one of the the main three suitors of Lucy Westenra, Dr. Jack, like goes and treats him and like talks and he like talks about his master and like all the things that he's gonna do for him and he's like putting pieces together as you know he figures out Dracula's coming to England. Ah, mm-hmm. So good.
3: So here's what I'll say, which might be a hot take, but I was really excited about this until I saw the part where he starts doing superhuman action stuff and then I was like, yeah. Oh, it's going to be he's a superhero movie again. I
1: was I was a little iffy on that. Like everything else was just like, uh, uh he's in like therapy trying to like break this, you know, toxic relationship. Yeah. It was all hilarious and fresh and new and funny. I'm jury's out, like I'll definitely be watching it with a cautious eye during those moments, but I'll be watching it
3: it I guess it depends to me if they lean into that and then like it becomes an action movie where like all the stuff is right. all kind of like set dressing or or funny situations, right. but I feel like it's so ripe with all these different kind of things that they could do and ways that they can like elevate the drama and suspense without having to have to like burst into Resort an all out that. punch fest. Yep. Um Which I'm sure there's some people who will love it for that and all that stuff. But I was just like, I was like, ooh, this is really interesting. And, and then halfway through the trailer, he jumps up like two flights right. of an apartment and punches a guy. And it's just like, right.
1: oh, damn it. It is, it is fun, I think, from a perspective of, like, there's often a questioning, and this, God, this is so nerdy, but, like, there's often a questioning when you read the book of, like, what Renfield gets out of this relationship. So it's, like, fun to see, like, like an actual thing that you can point to of, like, why would you even do this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the point? Sure. And, like, you get powers. Like, that's pretty deece people might take that offer. Um, but yeah, it could be, it could be overdone and can't be very quickly. So yeah. use it sparingly because I think it could work. It's just got to work the right way.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna walk a very fine line for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the relationship that they have and having Nick Cage as Dracula will be fantastic. But the impression that I got from the trailers it, is what it turned into was like a buddy cop, yeah, kind of movie. And then Nicholas Cage came for two days of filming to be Dracula <laughs> or something like right. that. And then yeah, they're just gonna run yeah. around and try to solve something and and fight a bunch of goons along the way. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, the the last bit of the trailer I agree was like a little troublesome. It was like oh no. This could take a hard turn, but
3: but who knows? They they yeah. might have might have uh, I might be mistaken with how that trailer was, but I'm just used to trailers showing you basically everything nowadays, so <laughs> maybe it's we'll see, I guess. I'll leave my judgment.
0: Yep. Well, um Ant-Man and Wasp is coming out soon, and Renfield is coming out. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see if I can find it. It's supposed to be this year, but, oh, April 14th. April 14th. So mm-hmm. not yeah. all too long there either. All right. Main topic at hand, um, 2022 year in review in terms of our... Um, movie show book music whatever favorite media things you've consumed so it doesn't matter how how you do this really I think uh Andrew and I did a little different so we'll just go whichever <laughs> way uh whichever way you figured so we'll just kind of go through the categories and talk about whether it's whether you pick things that um came out in 2022 and you consume them then or if it's just something you happen to watch in that uh period of time. Um kind of go the opposite order. We started with our weeks. So movie. Movies. Uh Dustin, what um what would you say is your favorite movie or couple favorite from last year? Hmm. Uh well I've mentioned it
3: many times already. So the Batman for sure. It was mm-hmm. way up there. I loved it the first time. It didn't feel like it was too long, even though I know it's a very long movie. Um, and then I went and saw it again with my cousin and loved it even more the second time. Um,
0: then I would <laughs> Did have anyone to... else have Batman on their list? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. yeah, that was, that was not, my number one. It's not one.
1: my definitive pinnacle favorite. I mean... It can be yours, but yeah, it was, it was up there.
0: Okay. Okay. I I have a hard time
1: picking like one definitive thing ever. So.
0: Sure. Right. Well, you know, I didn't see a lot of movies this year. Um, Same. Didn't have a lot of interest in a number of them. Some of the movies I did watch didn't come out in 2022. And so the Batman definitely, um, like, You know, I wasn't opposed to Rob Pattinson when he was announced as Batman. Uh, Maybe like you were, Dustin, but I was curious how this was going to unfold. But as soon as that first trailer hit, I just remember saying, if this is the movie I get, this is everything I want. Because it has the idea of a um, kind of a seven David Lynch sort of noir thing that's gruesome mixed with Batman that I think melds very well with Batman. And I Mm -hmm. think they pulled off um, exceptionally well. It, it is too long. I think even though it really does keep me over that time. And um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Dustin, that the, they managed to come up with a new Batman theme. That's not like the same Classically composed, awesome that uh, Danny Elfman did, but also memorable and bold that they haven't done since Danny Elfman came up with a theme that's been so ubiquitous for Batman. So, that I think was important. I think the bat suit for Pattinson is maybe the best bat suit, melding that between, which is strange because in the early shots, it's like, oh, it looks too, too like homemade or something. But the way they shot it and they cared about like what was revealed and what wasn't, it was the perfect blend of like functional with cutting the right silhouette still. So,
3: Mm -hmm. And I love the made it in my basement look of it, of like, this is basically his infancy still of being Batman. And he put together his grappling hook that, he doesn't use all that often but when he does he might shoot a guy in the leg in the middle of a club with it or something and I don't know I just love that it's not all perfectly automated like he has to put it back in and all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's just so
2: beautiful and you think the last best Batman score was Danny Elfman for the Michael Keaton Batmans
0: Is is that the ones he did? the 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 the, the, the theme song that Danny Elfman man that did for the first Batman movie which we had then in Batman Returns and then really we had that stuff in the next two and then we had it in the animated series so it's just like that's the Batman theme like if you didn't do the theme of the 60s and 70s show no 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 if you don't do that it's Danny Elfman's theme that's yeah. it mm-hmm. And so, sure, Hans Zimmer Nolan did a good and Hans Zimmer's yeah, the, like, those are good scores. But hum me the theme, you know, like what's Batman's theme in there? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I think that uh, they managed to do a really simple sounding, ominous kind of thing that I just think stands out, um, where we haven't had a standout in that category for a while. So I got had my complaints about it, but I watched it again recently. I talked about it on the podcast because I heard some complaints of it. I wanted to see if I missed that the first time through. And
1: mm-hmm. I just
0: agree with the major complaints people had. Um, and all mine Which were, were, it was, well, it was some sort of thing with, I, someone said they could figure out all the riddles and what was going to happen mm. before Batman did. So they're saying he's supposed to be a great detective, yet there's all this simple stuff plus Alfred's doing most of the work. And so I watched for them like no, Alfred helps some. Think so, yeah. But not the case. And then there was another part where they were saying that Batman withheld information from Gordon that could have saved lives to not potentially reveal himself as Bruce Wayne and i watched for that too closely and i just disagree the only moment i can think of for that is when they're in a the old um orphanage and the projectors playing and they figure out that wayne um like the next they figure out the next target is wayne bruce wayne mm-hmm. but gordon is standing there with batman and he says they're coming after bruce wayne he knows he doesn't Batman doesn't have to reveal it. He just disappears because he knows, hey, Alfred's going to be in trouble. So Mm -hmm. that's the only moment I can think of where that would be the case. So, yeah, I just, it the second time I watched it. Um,
1: That's also not absent from other Batman movies. Like, literally just thinking of Batman Forever, where uh, Val Kilmer's, like, Bruce Wayne is in the crowd and, Two Face is like yeah, I'm giving you all the opportunities. Somebody knows where Batman is, and he doesn't say anything. Could have saved mm. some lives. Like, well, I mean, because he, he, anyone, he it,
0: goes and changes. Like, you know, he, changes. he like
1: shouts it in a in a crowded whatever, and nobody oh, that's hears right. it. Yeah,
0: he does try. Yeah, but
1: that's like, right. does he really try? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, similar situations, like deaths could have been prevented. Robin, rightly, is like should have been you man so (laughs) it's it's not like that theme's never been brought up before
0: robin was just if i can think of that like off the top of
1: my head
2: i remember that scene that was val kilmer right
1: yeah Yeah. yep
0: yeah so he
1: is arguably my favorite bruce wayne
0: not Mm -hmm. arguably he is come on andrea he is that's, that's where I wanted to get into a dust, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're saying this is the best Batman, you know, is Rob Pattinson also the best Bruce Wayne? I do like to distinguish the two. Uh, well, at this point, yes.
3: We'll see. I know, I know. So maybe it's because I'm just so hot. No, I love this, it. Be bold. This version, but I... You know, I've I've read a fair amount of Batman comics. I'm not, like, huge into all of them, but, like, the majority of the ones that have, you know, been kind of deemed as, like, the best of them. And, you know, they always talk about the psychology of Batman and how, you know, at some point he shifted from, hey, I'm a do-gooder, I'm going out there just to fight people, to, like, this has become an obsession for him. And... I love the idea that in the beginning of this, because he's so new to it, like he doesn't know how to be the persona of Bruce Wayne yet. He's just kind of like the obsessed weirdo who doesn't have to be around anybody. Cause he's so rich and he can spend all of his time just doing his Batman stuff. And, you know, he's barely ever Bruce Wayne in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just thought that that was great that he hasn't realized how to like be the second part of the Batman identity of going out into the world and being the Bruce Wayne that no one would suspect. Um, But I don't know. I just thought it it was well done that like he's he's still so not over the anger of losing his parents yet that he's just basically like the brooding teen who's just like i'm gonna beat the shit out of everybody that i see that's committing a crime i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this I've... Should i should yeah, ask that you,
1: you definitely can okay. i mean poops you know um <laughs> maybe it's... not like a string of 10 in a row but yeah <laughs> i've definitely sworn
3: um but yeah i just i thought that that was awesome because i feel like if they can do more movies, like they can really give you the progression of Batman becoming starting as like just this angry guy who gets dressed up and beats people up to the end where he's like this mythic being that like the city knows and is like, he's the mascot of Gotham because he's learned what he has to learn to be the legend of Batman. And I think he's done it in a way that you can clearly step in like a trilogy across the arc and not just Batman's Batman. And he has a new bad guy that shows up the next time. So I, I kind of love where they could go with that.
0: Sure. Shane, you have any uh, thoughts on, The Batman, or uh, did it make your list, or even just Batman's versus Bruce Wayne's?
2: Yeah, um, well, it definitely made my list of movies I saw. Um, It's probably one of the last movies I saw in the theater before Aowen was born, but um, uh, I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, Yeah, I thought that my one complaint was that it was maybe a little bit long, and I, I, I remember seeing it in the theater and thinking, like, a couple of times that, like, you know they should really have an intermission so i can go and use the bathroom or something but um other than that i thought like yeah it kept kept me engaged i thought it was enjoyable you know i think it i think it did i agree with you john i think it might have suffered just a little bit from its length having uh what felt like several endings the narrative mm-hmm. but um i guess i liked it enough that i didn't i didn't mind like it was kind of like the sure. last, you know, like the, the return of the King or something like that, like it ended multiple times and you just kind of didn't really want it to end. Cause it was good enough that you just kind of wanted this, the, the world to keep building and keep going and see how that grew and all that stuff. So I would, I would sure. go, I would see the a sequel if they made one that can, that continued that, you know, that Batman, I would, mm-hmm. I would be interesting to see where they could take it. But, mm-hmm. and I think Dustin's right that they, that they set it up definitely to, to develop a, a a different character a different batman a different bruce wayne so um
0: okay yeah well i could talk about batman all night maybe we'll have a show for that sometime but um we should continue on i suppose dustin any other top What other top movies you got
3: uh well i certainly enjoyed bullet train um i guess there were so many good ones that came out this year uh I really enjoyed Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, okay. It's, a, it's the first things, yeah. time I've enjoyed a Pinocchio film. I know there's a lot of people who love the original Disney. That's fine. I didn't really, like, grow up with it. And so, you know, watching it in my teens and older wasn't like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of just like, a, here's a bunch of weird things that happens to a wooden boy.
4: But, <laughs>
3: um The stop motion animation and Guillermo del Toro's, you know, creature design and style. And it's not like, I'm a beautiful wooden boy. It's like, sure, it's a wooden puppet that Geppetto chiseled half super drunk. And so he's like half finished and all weird looking. And uh, it's just so awesome. And I made Marlo watch it. And so she got into it. So I got to like watch it multiple times. And it's just one of those beautifully handcrafted movies that I just love seeing all the little details and everything. Stop motion is for sure. One of the things that I'm starting to enjoy more and more as time goes on. Um, I I always kind of did, but now that I'm getting older, I'm really appreciating it. Um, And then I guess the only other thing that I would have to say out of all the stuff, I did enjoy the glass onion. Mm, I thought it, okay. I thought that was a good knives out and glass onion kind of took the who done it and infused some different kind of pieces into it to keep it I guess to keep it interesting so it's not just mm-hmm. depending on figuring out that one person
1: mm-hmm. Um there were a lot then, of similar-ish whodunits, I felt uh-huh. like. Like Glass Onion, Amsterdam, see how they run. Like they all kind of came out very close to one another. So you really mm. needed something to like distinguish one from the other.
3: And the interesting thing was I saw something where they kind of explain how like you really have to nail the who it because it all hinges on like discovering one or multiple people or whoever done it. And if that isn't satisfying enough, or if it doesn't like if it's solved, like it takes a whole movie to get there. But if, if the answer's just kind of like plopped out there and it's like, well, that's who did it. Like you better have really enjoyed the ride there. Otherwise it kind of right. feels like I kind of spent all that time. And now that wasn't all that exciting of an ending. Um I felt that way about the Murder Mystery on the Nile one whichever Oh it. yeah Death on the Nile Death yeah. on the Nile yeah I felt that way Um even though it had some good scenes it was kind of like once it came to an end it was like I guess I didn't really care that much um <laughs> but Knives Out and also Glass Onion I felt like took the who it and infused something a different kind of storyline to twist it and keep you invested on a whole nother level. And then it, it didn't even almost matter who did it at the end because it was all tied together in such a way that I thought was very intriguing and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of people sure. who don't like Ryan Johnson, but I feel like he writes a good movie.
0: Yeah, I hate the man, but I did like uh, I did like uh <laughs> Knives out. So, (laughs) uh, Shane, how about you? Any, what was your favorite movie or couple movies this last year?
2: Uh, my favorite movie was probably, I think, the last movie I watched, which was The Banshees of Inisharan. Okay, Um, I'm so
1: excited! I'm so excited! Don't, don't spoil it. Sorry, I really, I really Um, want to see it. I'm so pumped um, about it.
2: Have any of the Dustin or John have you seen it?
0: No, I um I was really excited to reun- reunite uh, cast from in Bruges which I did enjoy but um I heard yeah, mixed things sure. about this one I don't know but
2: um mixed things I'm curious what you heard but uh I I yeah I really enjoyed it I thought it was um uh it was one of those movies that stuck with me like left me kind of puzzled and kept me thinking about it for several days afterwards. And anytime that happens, sometimes I come away thinking like, did I like that movie or not? And then it just makes me really have to sort of pick it apart and think about it. And uh, story wise and acting's obviously great. The direction's Mm -hmm. really good. Um, The cinematography is excellent. Um, And yeah, so like at the end of it, it was just like, what? That was basically what my final, kind of thought was and then i just yeah i just sat with it for a while and um yeah kind of came full circle but i guess all of i've always been taken by martin mcdonough like i like his movies Mm -hmm. um i don't think i've seen one that i haven't liked so um
0: where were some of the other ones
2: um he did um he did in bruges
0: yeah i think that's the only um, one i've seen
2: seven psychopaths he did um What's that one that came out? His last one, or I think it was his last one, uh, three billboards,
1: uh... In Hibbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh. yeah, that's the one. I wanted to see that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can look it up real quick. <laughs> okay. Inhibing Missouri. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a link Missouri, here. Yeah. I um, inhibing Missouri. Yeah. Uh, what else did he do? Um, I feel like there's more that I'm not thinking of. But anyways, yeah. So. Um, I've just always liked. Okay, yeah. So it is a shorter list of dialogue. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. So, um, it's probably my number one. I would and if you haven't seen it, I would say see it, see it, see if you like it. And I'd love to talk about it. Um, and then my number two was Everything Everywhere All at Once.
4: Um, Nice.
2: Just I just liked it uh, it was original. Like what? Like it was original. Plot and screen play and um, acting again was really good. And I think it was an interesting, um, yeah, story. And
1: uh,
2: Mm a lot of uh, feeling to it and emotion and it's fun also. So,
1: Yeah, these these two that you've just mentioned are like on my next, on my like award season movies to watch to-do list. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm so excited about them.
0: Yeah, they're great. Well, maybe we should make those a priority and uh and talk about those. They're cleaning those up too.
1: Awards-wise in the short season that's already been.
0: Right. Did
2: um I know the Golden Globes just happened. Did mm-hmm. those movies win anything from that
1: award? Yeah. From? Yeah, um I think best actress for Michelle Yeoh and um oh my god, I'm not going to remember his name, but best supporting actor. Who played Short Round?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Nah. I don't
1: know his name, but he's Short Round. I do, I do know it. I just. Uh,
2: it's not Watanabe. Watanabe, is it?
1: Nope, nope.
0: It, um... Alan says K. Hu Quan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yep, that's it. Um, and Banshee's I think won for screenplay and best mm-hmm. drama.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Or, no, uh, best uh comedy. I think it's comedy. best comedy, dra- yeah. best drama was it, The Fablemans. It does
2: str does straddle kind of like what like what's the um category of movie like? Is it's kind so of that's it is in funny. too. That's funny, but it's also like dark, and I don't know. It's all the things. So it's just kind yeah, of yeah. People
1: um, are sort of like that's interesting because it's I like see how
2: it would upset people watching it, like coming away from it, you'd be like, what. I don't know.
1: Well, especially, especially because the category is like a movie that's a comedy or musical. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah, just I tend to think um, like extra lighthearted. So it's just like the people are like, this is a little bit of a stretch, but whatever. Yeah, but
2: it definitely doesn't leave you feeling good. Like I think most comedies would. Sure. Um, And then my number three, this was a hard one. I wasn't sure what i should put in slot three but i ended up having to go with top gun maverick because um just so good just a great movie yeah i went into it thinking oh another popcorn movie it was huge people loved it i watched it on an airplane and i was like okay
0: what oh my gosh (laughs) top gun on the airplane screen well, I mean, it like, that's like, that's like it was so Africa. meta. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I feel like
3: that's the perfect place to do it. <laughs> no,
0: it's not. You get turbulence. You didn't ask
2: what kind of airplane. It was an F 15 <laughs> flying over a Russian airbase. Okay.
0: Yeah. You- Ugh, my and
2: that did tiny you, little s- monitor they have that does like the altitude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you like stand up? You're like, I can pilot this bad boy. Don't worry no, about I you guys. I just
0: feel like that's not what's tom cruise intended if i had to no. venture I would, a guess. I would
2: i would honestly i i liked it so much i haven't rewatched it again i just don't have the time right now but i would absolutely find the best quality screen i could find to watch it again like yeah. i could see that being worth it it was a yeah it was, just, it was a good movie i really liked it nice um that's basically that's my top three that's my top three movies it's of 2022 solid solid uh, I don't think Andrea, I will say one know. more thing. I will say one more thing. And that is that I don't think Tom Cruise can make a bad movie at this point in his career. And I don't think he's, ever, I would argue that he's never made a bad movie.
0: <laughs> Have you seen legend? I've never seen a bad one. I haven't seen legend. We talk about legend at one point. That was very, <laughs> yes,
1: we legend. did. We did. Okay. I don't, I don't remember that. why we did. Although we didn't, some like, people do like, it wasn't that. like a show. Like we didn't devote a whole show to it, but I remember movie. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, isn't it like six hours long? Or it's a very long movie. I feel like. Is it
0: what? Oh, I don't Cruise
2: know.
0: Legend. I guess I never watched the whole thing.
3: I just couldn't I'll,
2: get I'll over it. I'll give him
0: that one though. I mean, that's pretty early in the career. It was very early in the <laughs> yeah, career. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, oh, okay. This... Alan posted the mummy. Okay. I Alan have... posted oh. the mummy. Ooh. Okay. Fair. I didn't see it. I didn't see it though. So I, I didn't see either. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't think is, anyone did. And is it really that bad? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure it's bad.
2: Hmm. It, it looks cool they, the video they, game, they, based they, like,
0: on it is good.
3: What?
2: You shouldn't have this tried a your game. Like a side-scrolling platformer. Fraser mummies. Those oh. were already
0: good enough.
1: Yes, yes, everything Shane just were, said. You
0: right, but Universal was intending to do a whole mon classic monsters universe right. and right. this was what was kicking it off cuz then they were going to have Russell Crowe Jekyll Hyde and like they were just going to keep branching.
2: Yeah, another know, League whatever. of Extraordinary Gentlemen
0: or something like that. Bring them. No, all yeah. I
1: just talked about that recently. God, that's such mm-hmm. a great bad movie.
2: That's a good. Bad
0: well, movie. Renato says he's pretty lenient and uh, the mummy was pretty bad. So, yeah. All right. Well, I stand. But I, I, I mean, I'm with you generally, though, Shane. Like he has a track record that is quite but, like, impressive. And I was gonna like, say, listen, the fact that we're now. all
1: like kind of struggling to like consensus yeah. on like the mummy is a bad movie, you know what I mean? Speaks mm-hmm. highly of your filmography because it's not like he's only done a few things.
2: I will say there has been a number of times that I, um, you know, went into movies of his being like, eh, "I'll give it a shot," and then I yeah. watched yeah. it and I was like, "This was actually really great." What was mm-hmm. the what was the one he was in um, with the uh, post-apocalyptic Earth? Um,
0: oh, it's based on the manga. Oh. Oblivion oh, we, Oblivion or, Oblivion or, is amazing. I also, en-
3: I also I enjoyed the one where... I was surprised how good that movie was when I saw it. Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. where he... Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. edge, edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's the I one really
2: based on the manga. Too. Yep.
0: So Oblivion uh,
2: and Edge of Tomorrow are both manga-based?
0: No, just, just Edge of Tomorrow. Okay.
3: I did really like that one that was like a documentary about his life. Um... Interview with a Vampire. That yeah. one was mm-hmm.
1: yes, yeah, doesn't superb.
0: age. The, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think
3: they always yeah. bring him a plate of rats before every movie he does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, what was uh, that? So what's interesting about Oblivion that you bring it up is that director, he finally got what he deserves, because he did Tron Legacy, which I love. I think it was underrated. I think it's a really fun movie, and you got Daft Punk to do the score in there. Then you get Oblivion. Renato brings up the score. It is great. It's beautiful. That movie has like such a great look to it. Um, supporting cast is good as well. I love the movie. Totally underrated. I don't think it performed that well. And then he did Top Gun Maverick. And finally, he has a hit, like a massive hit. So I'm just happy for the guy uh, because all three he's them. had good movies consistently. He, he even did a short with uh, Taylor Kitsch or something that was good. He just does good stuff, and they don't perform. So finally, yeah, Top Gun. So
1: and like what a performance!
0: No. He got he got the acclaim he deserves. He got success. Mm-hmm. He can keep making, he can keep a job, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah. Nice.
2: Well now, now knowing that uh Daft Punk is, you know, retired, they're no longer gonna be making music. I I'm glad we got Tron Legacy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I didn't know they were retired. Yeah. I think their heads yeah.
2: exploded at the end of one of the guys' heads exploded,
0: yeah, oh,
2: it was their farewell
0: video, yeah, yeah, it's um trying to see this the whole score from the back is is really good mm-hmm. really great, and then they did a remixed album that was good as well, um so, yeah. well, good picks, Shane, good picks, Andrea, uh,
1: some of mine have already been picked. Uh, including the Batman and Top Gun Maverick. Um, and then I have two others that I added in. One that I counted because I'd seen it this year, which was The Tragedy of Macbeth uh, with Francis oh, McDormand yeah. and uh, um, Denzel Washington. Just, I mean, how could I not love that? Being the Shakespeare geek that I am, um, you know, someone who appreciates a fine acting role and I just thought like Francis McDormand killed it. So I loved that movie. I loved our discussion of that movie. And uh, yeah, that was a good, that was a good way. I think we reviewed it all the way back in the beginning of the year. And that was like an excellent way to yeah. kick off 2022, even though it wasn't a 2022 movie. Um, And then I had to throw this on there. I just had to do it. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's not like the best movie I've ever seen, but it made me the happiest this year okay black adam Ah,
0: okay i think renato said in chat he was really on the edge of his seat or something for that one yeah well mistaken, because but, uh, because yeah. it's
1: fate is still like technically very like oh. unknown um no it's because, technically like, known
0: it, it's done no it's
1: not no it's done but it's not because they definitely were like like we're not moving forward at this time with the black adam 2 and like there's not, plans to like pursue but then like the rock came away and was like but we had some talks about like where black adam might fit in in like a future evolution so i don't know if i'm just being like hopeful and clinging to like those dying embers but anyway black adam made my list this year just because it made me so happy to see the rock like get this project out i know he's been passionate about it for so long it was quality from dc it was a lot of fun. I was terrified about it and it ended up being more solid than I expected. Plus, like, I'm never gonna not like love the ending. The electric, just like, charge between Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill. Just like Black mm-hmm. Adam and Superman, just being like, maybe we're gonna do it.
0: <laughs> I'll talk. Uh, uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> Renato actually corrects me in the chat. He says he's uh, Black Adam triggered him so bad. So he's Renato's a detractor rather of Black Adam. You guys are you guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum this evening.
1: That's all right. That's all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. I think that uh, that is probably the if I had to search, that's probably the only top list I'm going to find Black Adam on for the year. Probably.
1: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like I said, it filled me with joy. Yeah. Like that makes it so happy watching huge. it.
0: Yeah. Right. That's great. Um, yeah, I didn't I I really didn't see many movies that came out in 2022. So my number one is the Batman. Again, I could rave about that in a lot of ways um, over and over. And then um, my second pick is the Northman. So Ooh, I um solid i've liked the i liked the lighthouse and i like the witch so this director um has done content i am a fan of and i i think he understands cinema well and has fun shooting unique things i thought this kind of retelling of an old tale was was really fun um it was very metal i was definitely into the the viking sort of thing so that probably helped um, when I went into this, but performances were good. Had a great cast. It it straddled that line between real and gritty, but then bringing in fantasyful elements that you get from a tale like this. And um, yeah, I, I have a, a great time in the theater with it. So, and it had like a twist that I didn't I didn't expect and stuff like that. So yeah, and it really didn't have a third. <laughs> I don't know what my third would be. So I was trying to think of literal movies that came out this year. And you yeah, guys said some good ones. And I just hadn't made it to those like Top Gun a number of times. I intended to watch that same with everything everywhere all at once. I intended to watch same. that one while it was, I think, on a streaming service for a while that I had. So just didn't uh, didn't make it to around to some of those. So um, All right. So, um, probably won't go through every category here. It'll get pretty long, but we' talk about um l- like television shows and any other things that you um so we kind of got the big category movies out of the way what t v and um maybe a book or music that you really like this year. We can kind of um go through those and and discuss any of that really stand out. um Andrea'll we'll stick with you and go the reverse then um. <laughs> Favorite uh, favorite television or or any other media that really stood out to you this year that just consumed yeah. a lot of time or meant a lot to you?
1: Yeah. Okay. I will. I will try to be uh, brief as I can while you know raving about my favorites. Uh, yeah. TV shows. I had a number of new old favorites uh, because some shows kind of came back this year. Starting off with one of my absolute number ones this year: Stranger Things season four um so good just like recaptured i thought some of the magic and and um ensemble magic that season 1 had had compelling villains compelling storylines like really picked it up and set it up nicely to end the stranger things franchise run which we all know is going to be happening So, yeah, I just I thought this was just like the really great ramp up to the end and really appreciated it this year. Um, And I just thought like. Yeah, I just I can't say enough about it. Also, obviously, as a huge Metallica fan, like Eddie's Master of Puppets was just like beautiful to behold on the screen. And I was just like, it's speaking to me. Um, (laughs) But. Overall, like objectively also loved like all the other things that made this season what it was. Um, Also early on in the year, uh, season two of Raised by Wolves was a favorite. Bittersweet, because obviously we all know that that got the axe from HBO, which we're all. Well, I was not aware out. of that.
2: That's unfortunate.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Oh,
2: you just Spoiler.
0: revealed now. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. My life sorry. is over. It's been it's <laughs> all right, There's shut it down. Light, lights campaign. down everybody. I killed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, you can, but yeah, you can no, John and I talked
1: John and I talked about it earlier this year. Unfortunately it did get the axe from HBO, which I just feel is insanely unfortunate. So I couldn't mention this year TV shows without mentioning that show and how unfair I think that was. Um, some other good ones, House of the Dragon shocked me. I was prepared to be disappointed. I was prepared for mediocrity and I think the acting and the solid like time they took to world build really shocked me in this and I really ended up enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I ever thought I would. I so, agree. I just yeah, I just I was just ready to be like, "Oh god, here we go." I mean, I I I kind of have to like fear hate watch it and I ended up love watching it so my
2: only complaint about the show is that how poorly they did the aging of the actors and not that not that the aging that they did was terrible but that they chose to age some of the actors and not others yes yeah. yep that just yeah it kind of pulled me out of it inconsistent
1: for yeah. sure for sure yeah um i also like have an issue with the fact that like even though I know Viserys was supposed to be older than Damon, he just like and and like aged rapidly because he had a disease. It was just like he's like 95 years old and Damon still looks 30.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was just like, like a a yeah. little bit much going on there. Yeah.
2: Well, the entirety of the series only covers like 10 years, so he aged like 50 years in the span of a decade. Yeah. yeah they do attribute it to the illness
1: right but i think there's like a way that you can differentiate like illness from like he looks like he's 85 and mm. they just like miss the mark a little bit but mm. i didn't care because i loved patty considine's performance he was great. so yeah. much oh brushed it um some like more upbeat shows that i watched this year one released this year one not physical loved mm. that like so good. Rose Byrne is just like insane. And I say upbeat just because like that show's tone is all over the place. It's like dark. It's like darkly comedic. And I just thought it hit like all the right notes. I loved her performance sure. in that show. Um and then ghosts was one of my mm. favorites. So hilarious. I'm scared, Dustin, though. CBS Don't ghosts, worry. BBC ghosts.
3: BBC all the way.
1: Okay. I'm CBS. What? Okay. Yep. I, because I haven't <laughs> seen BBC.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. She just okay. hasn't seen it. She just hasn't seen it. I haven't seen, seen it, BBC so... Ghosts. So okay. the
1: first introduction I had was CBS. And I love Rose MacIver And, um, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher his name again. um Budkar. I love their like chemistry. So I had a ball watching that show.
3: I will, I, I can give it a chance. I haven't seen all of it. Um, I was just told that BBC was the original. And so I watched that one and then saw some clips of the other one. And it was like, sure, I don't need to go see that. So,
1: well, and I didn't know that BBC had ghosts. So, you know what I mean? So, like, I found sure. CBS's ghosts, and then learned BBC had it. So, yeah, it's like, well, I got to go watch that now. But I thought it was I thought it was well done. It was a lot of fun. And it was just kind of a random show that I fell into and just enjoyed way more than I expected.
3: Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like zero
1: zero percent on my radar. And then suddenly I was watching it like I can't get enough of this.
3: I think I only heard of it because somebody was talking about how they may not have liked that version that had come out. Yeah. And so then I went back and watched the BBC because they said that that's the version that everyone should see. So I I'll I'll give it a chance and I'll. It's okay. I mean,
1: I I liked
3: it. I'm might be talking out my butt. I don't know. (laughs) There's sometimes you hear like people who say like they're the purest of you know. People don't like the English or the American office. The American office. They like the original. Um, and so I just assumed that everybody held the BBC in high regard, and the other one was not made well, but. You're True. proving that I listened to one person's opinion <laughs> and took that as gospel. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in my it's opinion, so CBS's version, definitely, it definitely got better as the season went on, but it was just a lot of fun that I didn't expect. So that was one of my like surprises for 2022. Um, and then I also, I obviously caveated that like Wednesday could be thrown in there once I finished that series. Cause that was absolutely fantastic. Um, two other things I wanted to quick mention. Um, I didn't read any comic books this year, but as we said in our last podcast, I read a ton of webtoons. Um, my number one from this past year, 2022, um, is no longer a heroine. Um, and it's, it's one that like started slow and I thought was going to be like this, like comeback story of like a a pre-teen idol you know coming off of a drug scandal and like getting back into the entertainment industry and then towards the end just took like a hard left turn into something I could not freaking put down and it was just like the the plot got so much more interesting so much more meaningful crush it so good a close second is maybe meant to be which we've also talked about extensively on the podcast yes.
4: um, and then
1: a a book I wanted to mention um, is The Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman and it's the conclusion of the Practical Magic series which is also one of my all time favorite movies um, but this book was just like a masterclass in like how to come back to something that was this popular and like close it out without feeling like you can't write anything else or anything new. Like you're just dragging this out for all of its worth. Like, no, she actually provides a very satisfying, different yet familiar ending to a really great story. And, uh, yeah, I'd go, I'd go back to this world anytime and I'm happy she took me there.
0: Nice. It's good variety. Good variety. Mm -hmm. Shane, what else? What do you got for the rest of your, best of list
2: for last oh year. yeah uh tv shows the my media is amazing uh, top tv show of the year was the final season of better call saul um nice I, I, think yeah. it was the, I think it was the best tv production i watched this or less last year um close second would be um Probably Ozark, and that finished up too about the same time. I remember Emily nice. and I were watching that together. We both really enjoyed those shows. Um, and then other shows I watched, like Andrea said, House of the Dragon was was I, we really enjoyed. The Rings of Power I thought was was good. If they make more, I don't know. Are they making more? Who knows?
0: Um, they have to. I, They're contractually to. obligated to make uh, at least. Four, four or five seasons. Are there yeah, something just insane a number? Yeah, yeah, something insane. Which uh, is well, which
1: is crazy due to it's like a very mixed reception.
2: Mixed reception and an extremely high budget. Like
1: yeah,
3: incredibly
2: high
1: crazy.
3: budget. It was like a hundred million for? I can't per like episode. Called. They made all yeah. those props. They gotta use it for five seasons. A yeah, That's,
2: That's
1: right.
3: Yeah, you get a little bit more return,
2: more seasons you make, I suppose. Um, <laughs> we watched the Sandman. I really like that. A great adaptation mm. of, a, of a great mm. comic that I've always that I enjoyed many years ago, and then reread this year um, with the release of the show. So um, nice. The only, you know, comic that I read this year, so that will be on the top of my list, even though it technically didn't come <laughs> out this year. It was a re-release, though, so like it was re-released this year or last year. 2022 um and then the last show we just watched was the white lotus and that was a um hbo production and another one really kind of them to see that it's good uh we kind of the same thing like the banshees of in like it, it definitely i wasn't sure if i liked it or not after watching like the first season and mm-hmm. but it stuck with me and i kept thinking about it and kind of turning the themes over in my head and it grew on me as i thought about it more and more so i ended up really liking it a lot Mm -hmm. um and then for books uh right now i'm reading the book shogun which was written in the 60s or something like that Mm -hmm. james clavel's shogun it's like 13 1400 page book massive um about three quarters of the way through it it's really great it's a historical fiction uh of uh you know Japan in the sixteen in sixteen hundred when a when an English sailor basically is shipwrecked on Japan and the English have no presence in Asia at that time and they're at war with the Portuguese and the Spanish who are basically you know the Europeans who are present in Asia and they're at war with each other and I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. And this English sailor learns the, um, you know, the customs of Japan and is basically stuck in Japan. Like he can't leave. He's a prisoner in a way, but he ends up, you know, like kind of taking on the role of, um, being a Japanese person, or at least living in Japan. And, um, I think it's regarded as like, a a very accurate, um, portrayal of what life would have actually been like in japan in 1600 and um and they are and they made a mini series a tv mini series of it in the 70s which i haven't seen but i will watch after i finish Mm -hmm. the book because they're they're producing a new television series which is supposed to um release sometime in 2023 so that's Everything I see at the end of the list here, John, we have things to look forward to in 2023. I'm looking forward yeah. to the release of that show in 2023. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to be consumed in this world for a while. I know like it's a lot, and
2: because the book is enormous. It's taking me a long time to get through it. Like, you know, I read a chapter or so here and there and like, doesn't feel like I'm really making a dent
0: on it, but it's, it's a great story. So, but
2: yeah. So that's what I'm, no, that's have got
0: to look forward to. Be, Engrossed in like, you know, shogunate type Japan stories. That sounds sounds mm-hmm. great to me. Mm-hmm. um Cool, that's a good list. Um, Dustin, how about you? All right. Well,
3: I guess you know there's a lot of things I watched this year um that I thought were pretty good, but I guess the the standouts to me would have to be. Uh, Peacemaker, which was yeah. DC. Um, you know, I really enjoyed the last Suicide Squad film, mm-hmm. and Peacemaker was the interesting part of that. And they nailed it with the series. I just thought that it was so funny. Um, and they really John- made you like care about John Cena as just a jerk who has daddy issues and. Like, just wants to be loved, but he's an ass. Uh oh, so Ely. good. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: John, John and I had like differing opinions about that. But I I really thought the series like picked up. I thought it had a bit of a flat start because mm-hmm. like it was a little like to me, a little bit one note. And then it just like ramped and went. And I was so glad I stuck with it.
3: Yeah. I. So, John, you liked it or
0: you didn't like it?
1: He did did not
0: like it, but I, but I, I I only saw, I don't remember what we covered for the podcast. I only saw the first three episodes.
1: Three. Yeah. It was, it was not, it was not to the point where I thought they really got to like the redemptive like character growth because there was, there was a lot of like starting out in just like a very like angry, like one note presentation kind of space. And yeah, the, the series had room to grow and it, and it got there but it was a little troubling at the beginning i was a little worried
0: i liked how peacemaker...
1: much of a, okay oh yeah no, go ahead i was gonna
2: say how much of like an ensemble um show yeah. it really became like mm-hmm. all of the yeah. characters it wasn't it was the peacemaker but like all of the characters were uh you know complex and interesting and had their own arcs
4: mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i agree Peacemaker is exactly the reason that, like, it continues to show why I think a person should be concerned with James Gunn taking over the DC universe in movie format because he can make very entertaining content. Though I wasn't entertained by Peacemaker, but if we look at some of the previous stuff, but he has no care for any sort of, um, like continuity or um, like cohesion with source material could not care less uh, very clearly in in everything he does in this space. So whether it's Guardians, whether it's Suicide Squad, or it's the more specifically the character with Peacemaker, like he wants to take these ideas, these characters and do his own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like on record that for Peacemaker, he told Cena, don't read any of the comics. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't look at the don't look at this. The character we're basing you on. I don't want you to know that because I'm telling you what you are. You don't, you know, have no other context And we have that we see that all the time. Like we have that with The Last of Us now. They literally told the actress for Ellie, have you played the video game? She said no. And they said, keep it that way. And uh, she's, managed, she's admitted she snuck watching some people play it. But so we have this over and over. And so that's just a concerning thing. Like, again, with with Peacemaker, like if anyone's a fan of the character Peacemaker, this is a complete bastardization of that character. And, um, you know, there are actually Peacemaker um, fans before this. I don't know. Like I had a a card of him. I had a trading card. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. But see, that's what he's kind of gotten away with in the past. Guardians of the Galaxy. Little, very little known suicide yeah. squad. No one knows, so people give him the ability to take and rewrite these things. And there's not very many people that are going to be in uproar because they're unheard of largely. Um, but now he's taking over Superman and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and much more prominent figures. And so, his lip service to like care for the canon and these IP. Don't mean anything based on his track record until we see it come to fruition. So. I
3: think the same could be said about Zack Snyder, though. I mean, he did kind of rewrite like things about Superman and and his mm, home world. But is, and that, things.
1: but is that things about Superman or is that Superman? Do you know what I mean? I I guess like uh, people people have a tolerance. Theory. I think for like some changes. But I don't think people have a tolerance for, like, complete 180s. And this is, I mean, this is still coming from somebody who, like, really enjoyed, opposite of John, enjoyed Peacemaker mm-hmm. and Suicide Squad. I know you, you enjoyed Suicide Squad, John. But I'm just saying I enjoyed both of them. And uh, didn't didn't mind that. But I can see where, like, people would have mild issues with, like, changing some aspects of a character and have, like, major rage about, you know just being unrecognizable.
3: Sure. And I'm coming from the perspective of never meeting these characters before and just right deciding to watch it just because all right, there's something to watch and let's see what DC I mean, I guess just in terms of DC quality. Um
1: can it really go down?
3: It's been a lot of waiting for it to be a little bit more of what I was hoping and I felt like mm-hmm. this was kind of a an uptick in quality and so maybe it's not what people are envisioning or hoping for 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 the people who know the characters but I don't know I guess yeah I came in I think think the the DC universe could just be
2: much better served by not trying to be Marvel universe like don't try Mm -hmm. to make it a universe at this point their best best productions have been what were I think intended to be one-offs and then spinoffs from those one-offs, you know, yeah. or I guess Suicide Joker. Squad technically tied in somehow in some ways to the first yeah. one, but felt. I mean, no, I, I agree.
1: I yeah I I have all different feelings about this, but like I I agree with the larger sentiment of like DC could be better served not trying to be Marvel, hmm. because I just I just I'm not interested in Marvel 2.0. Um, And Mm -hmm. there are things about DC that I've enjoyed and I don't I just don't need like a three-peat, you know, universe tying like this character to this character, like this, whatever. Just like make some fun movies. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite movies is Shazam. I loved it. Like I thought it was awesome. It was good fun but it wasn't concerned with like tying into anybody else.
2: Shaquille O'Neal, Shazam? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: obviously that's what i meant <laughs>
2: it was shazam right that was the shack movie Am i wrong on that or is it kazam it's just- kazam, yeah. kazam kazam yeah kazam. <laughs> oh god great, great movie great movie yeah <laughs> great bad movie yeah
0: you know i th- i think we're we're finally and maybe i'll be proven wrong maybe you know james gunn will really pull something out of the hat but I think that we're finally on the, uh, you know, you you expressed being kind of over the superhero stuff, Shane. And um, I think we're on the other side of the hill. Like we're on the downslope now. Like we're finally, you know, we're going up the hill. People start jumping off the ride at varying points. I think we've like come over the peak now where more and more people are just, they're gonna look for something else. And I, I think some people predicted this would happen five years ago longer because I remember people talking about superhero fatigue a while ago. But it's kind of one of those things. If the quality keeps coming, you're kind of still on board. It's like, oh, well, it's the thing. It's out. You know, I'll, I'll tr- see it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Stay on the ride. But I think finally, you know, I was elated to hear that Dana our friend Dana, who we had on the podcast last week, was had been disappointed by a number of the last Marvel entries that she'd seen, so that to me it means it's like the the audience keeps expanding of people that are just kind of checking out and so
2: why, is she, why do you so what kind of uh Marvel fan is dana
0: i I just see her and Dana can correct me if I'm wrong, but I see her as the what most people are. You know, yeah, I was gonna say representative to of the, the broader Marvel audience, thing. yeah, right. She's not like, I've been into the comics for years, or I absolutely must see every movie. And I, you know, like day one or something, it's just like, I'm gonna watch all the films that come out, they're you know, they're fun, I have a good time with them, and I look forward to it. But it's like, it kind of ends there, like it ends when you leave the theater or you're done watching the movie. Um, it not moving into like the fan dumb area you know Mm -hmm. um the people are gonna see it multiple times and like have discussions about it like we do or whatever you know and um again Danny, correct me if i'm wrong but that's how i envision her viewing habits are with that i well yeah i think i mentioned that i feel the same way like the fatigue with all the suit
2: especially the marvel stuff but i think it started with the they started just pumping out all the tv shows Mm -hmm. it really started just being like there's there's a, uh, what do they call it? Like sort of a... Um,
0: diminishing returns. Yeah,
2: diminishing return of like, you know, like mm. there's just so much that like, you know, how do you A, watch it all, and B, take mm. the time to actually enjoy it or digest it or whatever. And honestly, like it almost felt, you know, from one series to another, just, you know, we're just going to change the actor and the character, but the plot's essentially going to be the same.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I I will say that the one Marvel series that came out in the last year that I watched that I actually enjoyed was She-Hulk because it felt like it was actually a little bit different than everything else that had been coming out. Mm-hmm. The plot wasn't just like the beat up at the end of the show with the big bad guy and
4: mm-hmm. you know,
2: a little bit different. It was a little bit more refreshing. They had some interesting takes on the show, different themes than had been a, you know, you know, used in other series or movies, but
1: yeah, I uh I mean for me, no surprise to anybody who's ever watched this show before. Um, WandaVision, the OG, like Marvel show has my heart. It just like was everything I wanted out of like extra content from Marvel. And then yeah, just like really started sliding down where I was like I've seen this, this feels formulaic. This is not as exciting as I thought it would be. Not that there weren't good moments of shows, but like, yeah, it's tough.
2: Yeah, it does feel a little bit like what they're doing is planting too many seeds, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is maybe going to pay off later, or be something later, but it's like, what about now?
3: Like, what about this production? Like, let's make that good.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I feel like the first phase, everything built up to the big finale of infinity war and, and game. And like, I was checked out like a couple of movies before those came along and then those pulled me back in. I'm like,
1: Oh yeah,
3: this is, this is what it was all coming for. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was kind of like, okay, they're kind of switching some things up, but it's not entirely, you know, different. Um and then I got a little bit excited with WandaVision because it was a new format and they could play with something. I'm like, okay, now they're going to be a little bit more risky, but then I agree. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of became, went back into that same thing. And now I just feel like, cause I went and saw Wakanda forever for like a, a work event. Mm-hmm. Um, and just everything feels like they don't know what they're going for. So they're just, Thinking like, all right, let's think of every single comic run that was popular and let's just do them all at once and not like. Try and tie or like have a progression, it's just. Throw it at the wall and see which one sticks and then maybe we'll keep going with whichever one people latch on to the most, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like the progression is still there, but it feels less meaningful. It feels less like impactful. It feels less intentional. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's still sort of like we have phases and we're building the things but but like there's no clear like direction
3: mm-hmm. so i'm definitely
0: burnt out on
1: all mm-hmm. that stuff
0: well i want to go into some time uh talking a little bit about streaming in general but um i've already hijacked your list dustin uh oh, what yeah, else got? Yeah,
3: I won't get into too much more. I didn't realize Peacemaker, Peacemaker was going to be <laughs> such a heavy topic. Um, I guess the other one, quick one, that I really enjoyed which was at the very beginning of the year for me was Our Flag Means Death uh, with Taika Waititi nice. and that guy that I always forget his name, but he's from Flight of the Concords. He's amazing and hilarious. Um, I really had no idea what that show was going to be and it kind of when it first started out, I thought it'd be something different. And then over time, I'm just like, I'm on board. This is just too funny. Um, and I like where they went with it. And hopefully, you know, they can keep expanding that funny. Little I think that was done, too.
0: Oh, damn it. Crushing they games left it tonight.
3: on like they left. It yeah. on such a, like they meant to endpoint. have more.
0: I just didn't get it. Didn't get
3: greenlit. Yeah. OK. Um, well then I guess I'm gonna change the ending in my head so that end it ended a happy way. <laughs> um But then the the last thing that I keep talking to everybody about and everyone's like, I haven't seen it and I feel like need so much love so that people like keep this thing going is one hundred percent and or. People need to watch Andor <laughs> and see okay. the brilliance of Where it. Where are you going with this? Ah, oh, it's so good. Like, I'm—they've got greenlit and they're already doing season two, which I'm very glad. Um, but I hope that it's not one of those things that they're just gonna cut it off after that, just because no one's gonna pay attention to it until five years after after
0: it's done. Are you
1: certain? Yeah.
0: Sorry, Destin. Andrea what? looked it up. She says there is going to be a season two of Our Flag Means Death.
1: Yeah, they oh. just, they literally just confirmed yesterday.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: so so I mean, like literally yesterday. This That's this great. article I'm from um, that cool. they wrapped season two of filming, but okay, like nobody wow. nobody knew.
3: Okay, I'm going oh. to change
0: the ending in my head yet again. again. The original <laughs> ending. Um, okay, sorry, yeah, so okay, no, so was, Andor, yeah, people talked about, yeah,' sorry. Oh, sorry,
1: no, I was just gonna say it was super secret, like literally released yesterday. No way you would have known that, so yeah
0: I was just That's, curious, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard the consensus about Andor is like the best Star Wars show no one's watched,
4: Mhm,
3: it's so you know. good, I mean, I know everybody's loves Filoni and all that stuff, but I feel like everything that he comes out with. Feels like what I've seen before, and this feels like it didn't even have to be Star Wars, but the fact that it is makes it gives it so much more flavor and interesting, like backdrop. Like, this is the first time I've ever felt like the Empire really feels like a menacing oppression, and oh, just the way they build it up. I know you know it might be hard sell on the first episode. I think they dropped the first two or three to get people Mm -hmm. going. Cause it it is kind of a slower burn, but once he gets into it, then it's like, then they've got a heist and then they've got these things and they take their time with each episode. Like nothing is rushed, but it never feels like it's not building towards something. It always feels like, Ooh, can't wait for next week. Like I can't remember the last time I was dying for the next episode. And excited for like Wednesday to roll around. And it's so well written and I'm sure there's probably people out there who are like, well, whatever it sucks. But I feel like this is going to be very controversial, maybe. But it is the best written Star Wars thing ever. (laughs) Like (laughs) hands down, ever. You you might love the movies and that's great, but. I think we can all agree that maybe they're not the best, like written in terms of like dialogue and the things that they do. Um, I, obviously the original trilogy, your first two are fantastic. Um, but then I think after that, it's just like, Andor just nails it. Like I've never cared about Mon Mothma before, but she's a pivotal part. And it's like, it's terrifying thinking about like the role that she has to play to not get caught while trying to like do all these things. And, Oh, it's just so good. And it kills me every time somebody says that they haven't seen, (laughs) especially if there's a star Wars fan out
0: there and they haven't seen it. John, I can't believe. you. Well, yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, and it's too bad because this show looks like it's made for me. Like this is the Star Wars show I've wanted for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: between all the books and comics I've read, I have always been a Star Wars fan that enjoyed the minutiae and the other people in the Star Wars world, seeing the other worlds, seeing the sea underbelly, seeing the rebels and like the non-Jedi folk. Um, I always loved that stuff um that's what i was looking for from star wars for a long time you know um and it would have been really interesting if this was one of the first shows that came out like if this came out right after season one of mandalorian i that would have been that would have done wonders for me and like my relationship with star wars um but i've like decided i'm out you know like too much damage has been done to the main storyline oh no, and to the main characters. So I'm just out. Mm-hmm. Like I've given the only exception, uh, if I want to keep playing the, uh, fallen order games, because that speaks so well to what is star Wars in in my mind. And it's really developed completely outside of, of Disney. And it's really has some people that clearly know what they're doing, making it. So, um, yeah, so it's a not, shame that I will never get to it? see Andor. Because I know I'll like it. I know I will like that show. John,
3: you're killing I'm, me. You're <laughs> killing me so bad.
0: I I am not subscribed to Disney Plus. I will not be subscribing to Disney Plus. I will not buy their movie. I'm not like if some frequenting this shop anymore. Strange person
3: were to pirate them and leave them on your doorstep, <laughs> would you watch them then?
0: I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've just like, I've, I've divorced myself from it. You know, I'm like, I've, I've, I've submitted that most of the things it's... that I love. <laughs> they won't hurt you again.
2: They won't hurt things. you again. Just come back. <laughs> exactly. See, so that's what time.
0: they want. So they want me come back, come back. Um, And I'm like, if I need a Star Wars fix, I have many a Star Wars book from back in the day that I will go to my shelf and read that I have not yet read. I've got Star Wars comics. I don't have all the Star Wars Rogue Squadron comics. I can go into a comic book shop or half-price books and buy. I'm like I can still get a Star Wars fix if I want. So well, maybe that's too that- bad. I, I I kind of think it's ironic or it's like satisfying in a way if one of their be- their maybe their best show as in you say best written Star Wars thing ever is like continues like, it shows the state that Star Wars is in from the fan perspective and from a culture perspective. Like, that their best show, like, that people clearly cared about when they made it. People that seem like they know what they're doing made this show, and people aren't watching that. That's a bold statement on where we are at yeah. in this fandom. And uh, I'm, I'm all for it, just, like, collapsing to the ground at this point. So, oh. Let it happen, and it will well, be. That, it'll be that's funny. The point of like getting a sick satisfaction out of it. Yeah, right. It's like take this. You gave us. You fed us garbage for years. You destroyed classic characters. You gave us absolute dog shit, and then you give us a good show. And it's too late because you guys yeah. suck ass, and you destroyed this thing. So,
1: but then, good. but then, like, what? What's the incentive what ever for them to make a good one again? No, it's you know not, I mean? if, right? Yeah. But that's what there I mean, like, way. why why not support the good to, like, show them, like, we will support when you make good? Because then because. there's just incentive for them to just keep making garbage if they're like, well, you don't care either way.
0: Yeah, I want them to lose money on their investment here. I want them to lose the, they paid George however many billions of dollars. I want them to lose money on this situation. They were, as we talked on the previous podcast, their plan was to have an Avatar movie and rotate it with a Star Wars movie. Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars every year. We don't have a Star Wars movie in sight. They have no idea what to do. They are mm-hmm. lost and i hope that whatever they do i hope their tel- toy sales keep falling i hope that no one attends galaxy's edge their ticket sales are down i hope it just burns man. to the ground everybody forgets about star wars that's I my really dream. went to the dark side You should start a blog <laughs> one man's I, war I, against disney <laughs> <laughs> no I, it wouldn't be one man more and i i don't I, I don't wield so much power so i no this is my my personal uh, my personal vendetta. Well, so then it actually yeah, I, I
3: uh, is too late. Like if it did, if it came out after Mando season one, then maybe yeah. that's why people
0: aren't watching it because they've all given up. They they had a I I was so lenient with the pre with the sequel trilogy. I was so lenient. I I like tried to like it, guys. I tried. I wanted to like it, mm-hmm. but. They went too far off the deep end. And then they came out with Book of Boba Fett, which is a joke. That is oh, a yeah. joke of a That's show. Really That's, re- That's as really as That's embarrassing. I so, can't believe you said through that. And I did say even... I quit. I quit in the middle of it. Oh, okay. I saw, the, I saw the, the Power Rangers on their scooter bikes, and I'm like, I'm out. That is it. This is ridiculous. So, yeah. Anyways, I appreciate it that uh Dustin that uh you know trying to get me back in, and i I'm glad you like it, and uh you know a lot I've heard is that if you're looking for this kind of show it is is what you wanted and and it is it's it will go down in history as a tra- personal tragedy for me that I didn't see the show that I know I would like the most, so
1: I'm make well, like the only one stopping life. you is you
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I can
3: understand you not getting Disney Plus, but there's someday I'm going to somehow force you to watch that damn show.
4: <laughs> Even if
3: it's I'm 20 be, years from now. Like, inebriated get him, get somehow. Him his, and like, get
1: him when his kids are just being bored. He'll be at his weakest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his most tired. He won't be able to escape you. Yes. <laughs> just...
3: <laughs> and I'll just send you DVDs, and they'll be labeled different things, so you think you'll be popping in something like Avatar 2 or... Mm-hmm. Or something you actually care about. Me. Is everybody
0: Can nope. you hear him? Everybody no. else, or is that me? I can hear
1: him. I can hear. Him oh,
4: probably.
0: okay. Sorry.
1: Oh. It's hey, hold on. That's that's my fault. Then
0: let me change headphones.
1: Dustin, you gotta you gotta send him something labeled like "Secret Season Three of Raised by Wolves." Like yeah,
2: there never, go. Never,
1: <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> fan
3: fiction. The fan.
1: Right. Fiction he'll he'll be
3: three of...
1: <laughs> he'll be so delirious. He'll be like, "Oh my god, I totally buy it. Like this is legit."
3: Anything anything that I can label it to and I'll keep sending them too until you <laughs> take the bait. Right. And you won't realize you're watching it until you've all of a sudden realized. Until it's it. too late. Yep. Then you're in.
0: Uh
3: nope. I'll even send Ryan Johnson personally to your house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. You don't want to send <laughs> Ryan Johnson here. I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'd have a great conversation. I don't know. Could be. I don't know him personally. So you don't yeah, like you a, don't know him as a person. You don't like any of his yeah.
2: work, or you just don't like his, you don't like him because of what he did to one of your favorite franchises?
0: I, um, like I said, I liked Knives Out. So that's the other movie that my context, you know, and I think, Dustin, didn't you say he did Looper too, right? He, he Looper, did Looper. He did- Brick mm-hmm. the Brothers Broom Bloom which I didn't see Looper but I always wanted to and I heard good things so I love Looper
3: I know it. I know it's got the whole you know everyone gets mad with time travel and it's like it doesn't make sense and well I'm sorry but it, it, here's time travel thing still makes it sense fun movie it was mm-hmm.
2: I'm 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 usually very critical about the time travel thing but despite the fact that it's time travel story doesn't really actually make sense um still is a fun movie yeah
3: just Just, and really
2: when you think about like if time travel actually existed what would it be like and basically you have like two explanations for how it could work which is that there's like branching like if you travel through time you create multiple universes so then you have to like address the fact that there's all these different timelines that you're creating or There's only one timeline, and it's just a constant cycle, and there's no way that you can actually influence time. Like you could be your own grandpa, but you're always going to be your own grandpa. Like you've always been your own grandpa, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And there's only a couple of shows that I know that did time travel right, and I've Futurama? I've dived into this pretty well. Where he is his own grandpa? Yeah, no, yeah, they kind of <laughs> the whole series. The whole series comes full circle, doesn't it? But um, but and the first one is the movie called. Uh oh, it's with Ethan Hawke. I can't remember the name of it. Uh Predestination. Predestination. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Never heard it's like it. one of my I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies, but it's one of my favorite time travel movies because they actually do time travel right. Like in the context of like time is what it is. You can't change it. You can't influence it. The other one that I was thinking of is TV series. Now I'm totally blanking on what it was. I'll think of it. But anyways, you can only do it. You can only do it a certain way if you want buy-in from time travel from Nazis, Shane. and I'm a time okay. travel Nazi. <laughs>
0: okay. Right.
2: I probably shouldn't have said Nazi and me <laughs> in the same sentence,
0: but this will be recorded. The audio times, skipped dude. right there in that middle word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um I love time travel shows. Um, I haven't seen Looper. Uh, Ryan Johnson just wasn't right for star Wars. Um, I think that there's this thing going around. Like I, it's ultimately a bigger thing where they just, they were very flippant about one of the biggest IPs in the world, one of the mm-hmm. biggest properties ever to exist in media. Uh, Disney was incredibly flippant with, it just they had no plan, um, switching directors around, it was, it was a mess and Ryan Johnson just played his part, you know? Uh, the, the clip goes around of him saying, when I'm making a movie, I think that success is have it leaving with half the audience loving it and half the audience not liking it. I think Sonny says has a successful movie because it's like, I don't know, divisive, I guess. That's not who you get to write your film that is, you know, family film, kids, multi-generational kind of whatever. It's just not what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't go to bend expectations and, uh, you know, play with, play with people that way. You're not doing an art film. It's not a thing you wrote individually, you know, for your own project. You're a steward now of, again, one of the most prominent IP or was one of the biggest IP in the world. And he failed at that task miserably. And it shows that he didn't really care. Uh, he didn't understand the, the weight of his task.
2: John, I agree with you, but I I'd go further back. I'd say that it was ruined when they did a second movie. Empire okay. Strikes Back. Should have never made any more than the first one. Wow. First well, one was the was we'll the see. first and the best. And ever since then it's just been downhill.
0: It's been a downhill slide. I would say that most people disagree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> I think Empire is generally considered yeah, the best. Phantom Menace movie. is
3: obviously the best. <laughs>
0: I think honestly, I think it's all I think it's been the
2: same. Yes, Rise of Skywalker
1: is obviously the best.
2: Like Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. keep adding more stuff. They keep trying to sell more sell more merchandise, right? Like with every Star Wars that has come out since the first one, since they realized what they were sitting on, it's been what new creatures or what new worlds can we explore so that we can, you know, you know, produce it at minimal cost out of plastic and sell it to children. Like there's been little cute characters that make no, that serve no purpose in the story of star Wars ever since, well, since the beginning, but the first one they made without the expectation that it was going to be this giant hit.
0: Um, But I'll, I'll say that like with star Wars, it was plans to be more than the one, you know, there is multiple ideas. That's what George and, Lucas said, right? Well, I mean, this writing of it, you know, like I have a, you know, he had an overview and they would only was allowed to make like, you know, they only give him a certain amount like he had in plan more of them. And those things are, you know, the outlines are written. Um, and so I think that like it's at least something that it wasn't like, oh, well, this is a hit, so let's invent more because there was always the intent to have more. Just are you going to get it? That's what it always does is they come up with their epic and like no one wants to fund their epic that you want to have be a TV series that goes six seasons long or a movie series that goes for seven or eight, like Harry Potter, you know?
2: Um, I think I buy that George Lucas had a concept kind of thought out. I, I don't think I buy that he had anything really deeply fleshed out the way. I think he's made it seem like he did when, you know, the prequel trilogy was being written or created or greenlit or that this, or that, Empire Strikes Back, or The Return of the Jedi were created. Like I think to write the first movie, you had to have some sort of world built, right? You had to have some sort of background to these characters and where they came from, and you know, I don't know. I just
0: don't know if I buy that he,
2: he had it as worked out as he initially says he did.
0: Uh, depends on worked out. Well, okay we will. We we'll have to do another Star Wars episode sometime. <laughs> uh, not unless you watch Andor. I'm not. I'm <laughs> you're better. not gonna come on. Okay.
3: You can't talk about yes. Star Wars if you've thrown it into the sea. I love it. I'm I. You know what? I'm just gonna Thanks say
2: to it. Stick to those I'm a, guns more of a trek guy than i am a star i'm more of a star
0: trek guy than i am a star wars and revealed no it's fine look, it, look <laughs> I, I think the big thing is that star wars without movies survived in a healthy manner for many years with new content coming out from different authors and all sorts of things and managed to weave together a whole expanded universe quite successfully and uh, and then we get new movies under the rule of disney and that is not in such a healthy place anymore so like yeah maybe a bunch of it was unnecessary you know like all matter of opinion of course just you know I think that we we managed to have something healthy and exciting for a while and the, now we're we're in a state of of decline uh, monetarily for them they can see it in the dollars so but the beauty of declines is eventually there will be a, like a phoenix <laughs> <It> will
4: <rise laughs> from the ashes
0: well we're gonna be wrapping up soon but. I th- thank john uh anomalous for jumping in the chat for the first time um he's he's tuning in or chiming in to say surely it's been well documented lucas films would know um so yeah i think the the burden of proof is on you on me
2: yeah. I've I, mean, I, have, I have no because evidence. I feel like sp-
0: there's a lot of doc the documentaries covering the original I have plans no evidence and- to
2: support my statement or opinions, and I refuse to find any. And I'm okay. gonna <laughs> I'm gonna believe what I wanna believe, and that's the way it is. Okay. I got no time to prove anything to anyone. <laughs> All right. I am who I am you either, accept me the way, the way it is. Be
0: prepared for an onslaught of
2: documentation this, for me. Who,
0: what's this guy's name that just joined? John Anomalous. John Anomalous?
2: Yeah. Oh, fuck you, John Anomalous. Wow. Whoa. 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't even know. Wow. Him. I don't <laughs> even know. Him. You're one new viewer. He's out. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he's out.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Shane. Exactly. never coming
2: back. I'm never coming back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um all right well we're running long so i'm not gonna like uh like go depth in some of my stuff i just want to say my favorite video game of the year is horizon forbidden west like i said i wrap credits on that and, What uh had a lot of fun with that
1: nobody saw that coming
0: <laughs> i know i know it's a uh, total right. shocker and then my runner-up tv shows were cyberpunk Ed Runners and chainsaw man um that was second and third place with House of the Dragon as the first. And um, I did I do have to say I forgot that Raised by a Wolves season two was this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, because that really did provide me with some great entertainment. So yeah. Um, all right. That's been a lot of things, kind of went all over the place. Uh there, Renato's making friends in the chat. Thank you, Thick King, for making up for our rude guest chain <laughs> here. I'm
2: sorry, John way. Anomalous. I'm sorry. Don't take it out on them. I'm just a guest. I don't even get paid.
0: <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Oh, now,
1: now we're being thrown under the bus. We're not even paying him for this. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Your um, friendship been... is, is payment enough. Oh, oh how nice. <laughs> My payment is. Andor, See, he can be sweet. sweet. Yeah, Andor what, viewings. Yeah. People jumping on the Andor viewing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 132. Um, please like, share, subscribe, all those things here on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you consume your media. We also are on podcast directories, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other ones. We have the video version that goes up on Spotify as well. So any sort of reviews on there would be much appreciated. Killing the Flower wrote our theme song, so you can check them out on um, Instagram and YouTube and streaming services like Apple Music and Spotify. Much appreciated. Um, And then, of course, much appreciation to our guests, Shane and Dustin. Um, Thank you very much for jumping on. It was a fun episode. Thank you to Alan for um, dealing with all the tech problems at the beginning to get our setup done right. And thank you to chat. Renato for jumping in and uh, new guest, John anomalous. So we're a weekly weekly podcast and if you subscribe everywhere, you'll see when we go live. Does anyone have anything to promote or say, or whatever final, final thoughts? Sometimes someone has a, a thing to promote. Sometime soon I'll have something to promote, but not now.
1: Yeah. Perfect. I look forward to it.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody and uh we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers everybody. Cheers.